What's going on, crazy world? Welcome to another episode of the Black Sheep Perspective. I believe we're on episode 26, if I'm not mistaken. Um, real quick, I just want to tell everybody out there, man, thank you so much for the support. Just yesterday, I was posting on my Instagram um, that we just hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. To me, that's huge. I know it's just the beginning. I know there's so much more to, to do and accomplish and reach, and I know we're going to blast that shit out the water. But to get here in less than a year is uh, pretty big to me, pretty big to the people I work with. Shout out to Doug Sobalado, who's been helping me this whole way. That's my editor, and that's my partner and everything else. And a big thank you not just to the fans, but to all the guests who've been on the show. Really appreciate every one of you guys. You guys helped us get where it's at. And again, I know you guys are all going to come back, and we're going to keep killing it. Um, but yo... Today is November 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, tomorrow's a big day of fight. We'll talk about that another time. But I got really lucky with my two guests today. These are two close friends of mine that, one well, the reason I say I got lucky is you guys are going to hear the story of how they made some big business moves that took them away from Miami when I had first met them. And I ended up being their trainer and coach. And of course, we started a friendship. Like I always say, that happens with a lot of my, my clients. They become close friends. And they always had the dopest story. And I was just telling them, hey, before you fuckers leave, I need, I need to do a podcast with you. But I was so in beginning phase. And one of them had to make a real boss move and move to Atlanta. He, we're going to talk about that. And then the other one shortly followed and he went to uh, L.A. because they're making moves. So I want to welcome to the show the brothers, their brothers. I wish we had the third one. We'll, we'll get into him. But we got Danny and Ricky Duenas. Duenas? What's up, with the Duenas. Don't forget the Enye. I'm pretty sure if guys are watching on YouTube, anybody watching on YouTube, they're going to already tell you motherfuckers of Mexican descent. Yes, sir. But uh, for those of you listening, if you can't, you will find out. These motherfuckers got all kind of Mexican in them. They're going to say a lot of funny <laughs> and shit. Cuban and Cuban. Yeah, be ready for a funny show, folks, because even though I, I, I want to hear their story, I want to hear the details of how they got to where they got and what they, that they did with what they accomplished. But there's some shit talking animals, and, and we're friends, and they grew up in Miami, even though they're of Mexican culture, and now they're all around from Atlanta to, to Cali. So they got all kind of shit to talk and compare. But all right, guys, so... Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us a little bit about your background. First of all, were you guys born in Miami, or did you come from the fucking frontier? Nah, born in <laughs> um, Yeah, nah, um, we're all born in Miami. Uh, we're four brothers, so we're all born here in uh, Jackson Memorial. Uh, the oldest is Juan? Juan, uh, the one that follows Jose, and then Danny, then me. Okay. Four, four brothers, four Mexicans. And, and what's that go? Damn, boy, your mama had four boys. Four boys. Four boys. Your, were your parents together the whole time? Yep. Yeah, we're still together. That's right. We were talking about that. Yeah, I think that. forty years. 20 so years did did they come from Mexico themselves? Yeah, yeah. My mom had okay a green card, and my dad was just straight illegal. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know the story of how he got in? Oh man, this man he has like I think he snuck in the country like four or five times. Oh, he, he kept getting caught or he had to go back? No, he kept going back because to him, it was so easy. He kept uh -huh. going back. Oh, let's go visit my mom. Especially back then, it was Yeah, so easier. it was like, okay, it's time to come back. And he said he would, he would, he would drive up to the, uh, the border and just be like, American citizen. <laughs> and the guy go like, okay. And like that back there, yeah. open, yeah. wide. Like they know open. if you were, you know, by like looking in your face, if you're telling the truth or not. And I guess he, he had a good poker's face. So yeah. yeah, he just knew, like, if I show fear, they're going to know. So he would show up like, Oh no, we're gonna just go buy um so he wouldn't pack the bags. He would show up like, you know, no bags packed, nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I was just gonna come and buy some meat and bring it back. Yep. Oh, okay, go ahead. And then my mom will bring the bags and everything and we'll just take off. Yep. 
But he got caught a couple of times in yeah. Homestead in the fields. They they shipped him back. How were they How were they uh, making ends meet once they got over here? Well, from what I was told, my mom and my dad, you know, like in any country, they just work really hard, save up their money, and then cash in the money, like the the pesos for dollars, right? And so they have, they think they have enough. Hey, we got five grand. Okay, that's a lot of money for them. Let's okay. go. And then they had us. My mom had a sister here. And then she was like, yeah, come on, I'll bring you guys. So they brought him to Homestead. Yeah. And they were just staying at, at our auntie's house, sleeping on the floor, and then picking in the field. Yeah. And so so for people who don't know, um, Homestead Miami is is a predominantly Mexican-oriented uh, inner city. or you know, what, do you, what would you call it? City, 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 small city. city. It's a small city. It's in the southern region of Miami. It's literally... What you would say, which is right before the Keys, right before Correct. Monroe County yep. kicks in, before the very, very upperish key kicks in. So um, when you hear them refer to Homestead, a lot of Mexicans go over there when they yeah. when they migrate to uh, South Florida or Miami. So. Yeah, there, there's like um, from I remember there was there's three camps: South Day Camp, right, which that's a camp where the the basically the farmers go and live at. Yeah, right. they call them migrant migrant, migrant okay. camps, right? So they'll go, they'll live there, they'll pay hundred dollars a month, one hundred and fifty, you know. And then there's Redland Camp and Everglades Camp. So when my dad got there, he was living, and they're usually like two ones, right? They're no bigger than two ones. Very so small, five hundred square feet, probably. It's my mom, my dad, my oldest brother, right? He was part of newborn, and then um, my mom's sister, husband, and she had two kids. So you had about seven people, I would say. All under one. Under one roof. So, you know, they're waking up at five in the morning, going to pick, you know, save up their money, save up their money. And then what happens is there's a waiting list, right, for you to get one of those houses because the rent's so cheap. It's for, for migrant mm-hmm. you know, workers. Um, This lady worked out a deal with my mom. She was like, hey, give me $500, and I'll let you take the house. I won't tell them that I'm leaving. I'll just let you come in, and you just keep Thank paying you. the rent. And, and I'll give you the, the TV, and I'm moving to I don't know where. So that's how my, my parents were able to get one. Damn, nice little come up. So boom, my parents went in there. And so the Mexican lady that was there was leaving, but yeah. she said, I won't tell people I'm leaving. You guys just move in, break me off 500, so, and you guys so start. So a lot of the migrant workers, that for people that don't know, they migrate with season. So they'll go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, oh, okay. come to Florida. Some of them stay here because, you know, construction and all that. This is pretty okay. Hurricane Andrew, when the homestead was just straight agriculture. But they move. They move a lot. They rotate. They go wherever the they call Pisca, right? Wherever the picking is good at, that's where they go. So we got lucky. You know, they, they're they rotating, maybe moving to Pisca, yeah. wherever the, the picking is good at. Yeah. <laughs> so they will go there. And, um, you know, my, my parents wanted to stay here. I guess they saw homestead as a good opportunity, um, especially my dad started working in construction, so. You know, here, uh, Homestead, Candle, all this just grew grew with the construction before Andrew and after. So, um, so do you guys have vivid memories of this young upbringing while you guys were still no, in Homestead? I think um, it was probably a little before like our time. So, this is before our time. It's like this is the story of how my parents got here and what was their scenario. So. I would say they made the move, right? My mom came up, you know, obviously my mom and my dad, they came up on this little house in the camp. They moved there. Mm-hmm. So then um, the camp, a lot of people don't know, but you have 
you have all these Mexicans from different cities, right? And as everyone knows, the Mexican descent are number one in boxing, right? We, right. We have the most champions. Mm-hmm. So that mean, we're just fighters. Like, it's just in right. our blood. We're just ready. Let's fight. So my dad is like, okay. There was a lot of beef? Not with him, but in the camp. There's shootouts. There's fights. There's every stabbing. Weekend, every night is people drinking. And then you drunk. know Mexicans love to drink. It's right. just, it is what it is. So they just love to get drunk, and they're fighting. They're burning up. And my dad like, man, this is no area for me to raise my kid i need to get out of here so he's working hard picking picking he gets into the construction job he said some guy asked him hey you know how to do this he said he didn't know how to do anything he just said yeah just went in there and just figured it out learned and you know i'm saying he went from making i say you know and picking 200 300 a week 500 dollars a week in construction starting off back in the 80s Right, so then he's like, okay, boom, he did that. He starts saving up. He's like, I want to buy a house. So he just um he ended up buying a house down in Homestead, and he moved all of us out of there. So I think me and Re- no, what well, there was other story. I think he was gonna buy the house. Some something happened, and <clears throat> he ended up already giving up the house at the camp. So then they ended up moving into like a different area, which was worse than South Dade Camp. Mm-hmm. And they were there for like three months, and then they already had sold everything. They had sold all the furniture so they live there until they got approval for the house yeah these camps are like people need to understand they're really rough like you have illegal uh mexicans and you even have haitians there sometimes that move there puerto ricans you know they all go there because it's so cheap and they just board up like it's eight people to the house you know and yeah. it gets rough because some of them are running away from mexico too like there's criminals over there they come over here they're hiding there those people yeah. get drunk and they want to fight you know yeah. so it's rough you know um but they're also hard workers so during the day it's nice and quiet as soon as the sun comes down everyone comes back from work like you know it gets they rough. start knocking them yeah. back yeah. Where, where, where does that habit come from that they're so known for the heavy drinking is that is that i'm totally jumping the gun here is that because you know, the Mexican living, the Mexican, not culture, but like, you know, was it in such poverty or such a such a poor way that to deal with it, they, they built up that habit? Or is that just something that's been passed on? I don't know. I through... think it's passed on, like, from when they're little. And then they I have, mean, because they, they have a saying, heavy too. Yeah, they have a saying, like, oh, you work hard, you deserve a beer, you know, you drink one, palcansao, you know, they always say that. So yeah. they'll pop a cold beer during work, uh, after work. You know, like they, they prefer it like to relax. You know, and then I, I, I'm probably gonna say this without even knowing or any scientific, but maybe they drink to not feel what they're doing, right? So if you're eight hours and a hundred degrees on a roof, mm-hmm. you know, moving what fifty pound bags right, of, right. of shingle, bro, anybody's gonna be like, yo, my back is fucking killing me. Yeah. If you knock two, three cold ones. Right, of course. Yeah. You know, you get that little yeah. buzz, you feel, yeah. you feel good, you know, and you keep going. So maybe they use it as a, like, you got to understand, like, the type of work that we're typically known for is fucking hard construction, labor, labor you right. know, like, like I've done it. You know, my dad's taking us, me, Rick, my other brother, and that shit's no joke. And so, so on that note, obviously your dad and both your parents, they, they, they taught you guys really good work ethic, you know, right. really good, you know, how to be responsible and put in work and right. blood sweat it, you know, to, to yeah. make it happen, especially when it's for the family, right. you know, for yeah. the good. 
And um, I, you know, I'm assuming you guys. Uh, obviously, I know this. You guys still have a great relationship with your parents, yeah. um, un- unless you order pizza under your at your, at your mom's crib. <laughs> we'll come back to that story. Um, but anyhow, so let's fast forward a little bit. Throughout this whole upbringing, here comes like, you know, middle school, high school years. Were you guys little badasses because, you know, South Day didn't have a good reputation back then? I can tell you that for well, sure. South Day was the the good school in our community. Yeah. Where'd you guys go to then? Homestead. Oh, Homestead. Oh, Homestead oh, High. Ten times worse, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So but did you guys get caught up in any of that bullshit or just your regular well, little? no, I mean, my dad didn't play that. Mm. Like, you couldn't get caught up in none of that. Like, he was no, no joke, like. Yeah, you know he was saying? he was hard on us on all four of us, right? And we all made mistakes, but he made sure. Like, I guess he made his life's mission, right, to make sure that uh, he was involved in our life and try to guide us because he didn't have a, a father. So going to school, like tucking your shirt, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. us, you know, growing up, you don't want to be seen as a kid with your shirt tucked in. Mm-hmm. You can get picked on. So yeah. He will be hard on us, and you know we'll do it. And we'll do it. We'll pull it out when we get to school. But of course, he was hard on us. Like, what you have in your book bag? Let me see. He'll was, was, pop up in school sometimes. Was he a, was he a cinturon? Was yeah, he a fucking that, twitch? Was he everything? As I got older, you got yeah. the you got the punches to the stomach. You got, you got a, a hook to the left. Oh shit! Crap! Oh man. Is he is he is he a tiny one or? or nah, or no. he's like Ricky's height, but, yeah. but he worked construction, so he. He built. Was, yeah, he was built. Did you really just caught your crap right now? Yeah, I just oh, caught fucking crap. Oh. <laughs> what you thought I was just screaming I, crap? I, well, I thought you were actually uh, showing that, that you were fake it with your dad when he'll punch you in, yeah. with oh, a hook no, to the no, body. No, no. He'll be like, oh, crap, you know. Oh, I just caught a crap. Yeah, right. That's a weird one to catch when you catch it anywhere, like in the ribs or, or ab area. Oh, I caught it in my ass. Yeah, yeah, right. You don't work out, shine. Um... So that's good, man. So that's good. So then obviously, you know, good upbringing, you know, good work ethic. And and, yeah. and I'm assuming that this is what probably eventually led you guys to your creativity and where you got. So to update people, and, and I want you to basically intercept as I as I pitch it in. Um, so you guys started what's called My Mixtape. And My Mixtape started as an app. Correct. Okay. And... For those of you who, because mixtapes, you know, if you're not old enough, and and I think you guys are on the younger, well, yeah, even Ricky a little bit, you know. Well, I was going to say you're on the younger side of mixtapes still, but mixtapes for rappers back in the days to really push their music out without even being heard on the radio or having been signed to any record deal or anything like that, they would have to make these mixtapes, put some rap songs on there, uh, probably make it real rookie style, amateur style, some of them never mastered, whatever. Correct. And then they sling them out of the trunks, they walk down the beach, give them, free, give them out for free, they hope that somebody hears it. And, you know, it, it was a big deal. You, you were, If you really wanted to make it in the music industry, you would make a mixtape in some right. shape or form, and you sling it, and it didn't matter if it, was, if it didn't sound great, you just needed yeah. to be heard. Yeah. Well, now in this digital world, obviously, that pretty much doesn't exist anymore. So this idea is amazing, and... Walk us through it. How did it come about? Who, who was the brains? I heard it was you were the brains. Correct. And then you definitely weren't the muscles. So <laughs> <laughs> how did Ricky jump in this shit? But go uh, ahead. So uh, real quick before I start, Ricky, me and Ricky, if you we have 10 decisions to make. Nine out of those 10 decisions, we're going to make the same decision. Okay, that's dope. Right. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that. Meaning you guys agree on almost everything all the time. Everything. That's dope. Okay. So I like to say, like, if I'm not in the room, He's there. I know he's gonna. You know he's gonna make the right decision. He's gonna see it. Right on. Right on. So that's that's what like you know that's why we make a good team. Right. 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 Because hey, I can't be in Miami, but I know he'll make 
the right moves and we you know we have a great relationship yeah. we are obviously we have our argument and stuff so that the idea um we had an app that me and my other brother jose had created it was called video ringtone maker right so when you would get a call you would get this video to pop up and it would be a video right and a music video, any yeah, music video of a you ringtone, you're now watching a video, right? Because we all had ringtone, but now it's like, oh shit, you could play the video, okay. listen to your song, and watch the video when someone calls you. So boom, that jumped out. Keep in mind though, this is early 2001. The first yeah. Android. Yeah. How old are you? Like 19. Probably like 20. Yeah. And right now you're 34. 32. 32. Damn, Damn. My bad, bro. I yeah. forgot. No, I forgot. So. so I want you to remember, this is when touchscreen phones was new, okay. right? We went from flip phones to Motorola, right? Right. Um, to uh, all digital touchscreen. So with the video showing, and remember, the screens were super small, like right. this big, right? Like an inch or two. And you went to an Android that was like three or three and a half inches, and you had a video playing, it was big. Like people were like in tune there. It was like word of mouth too. Like if, they, uh, if your phone were to ring from across the room, I'll see a video instead yeah. of just your name. Like I will ask, what what app did you get? Yeah. So it sounds like a dope idea. That yeah. yeah, like um, I can have um, let's say many men from Fifty Cents. When you call me, that's what comes up. And then when Ricky calls me, it can be Snoop Dogg from LA, right? Like everybody had their own little video. Yeah. So boom, we pop it out, and it's doing good. It's making money. You know, we're young. If I'm 21, Ricky's probably 19. 18 going to 19 you know mm-hmm. so i'm like hey um i said you want to get in and he's like oh yeah what do you want i said buy a computer and then we didn't even have a computer i said just buy a computer and just help yeah. me he's like, all right so boom that's how he got in and then um a used computer though so it was a used uh imac like 600 bucks yeah so then so boom we're in we're working shit 600 bucks for a fucking 18 19 year old that's, yeah, that's a lot of money so the boom year. we go from there and then um that app ends up becoming obsolete because Android started controlling. You know, Google wanted to know who's calling you, yeah. when they're calling you, so they didn't want no one else to interfere interfere with that screen. And they started basically obsoleting our app because now our code cut, couldn't pop up in front of the screen. Yeah, we got away with it a few more times. Like, we put our code... For the video to come out above your screen call, right? So we got away with it for maybe what, like another few months, but then yeah. Google did uh, <coughs> change their whole like you know interface. software and their interface, and they they block they just block anything to be interfered with their call because yeah. our me, video me, will come out and a banner. So that's how we're making money. Let me let me dig in real quick for those listening who, who you know I have uh, I'm always talking business. You know you guys, yeah. I'm always fucking bothering you guys about business moves and ideas. Apps are a, a great thing. They can do a lot, but they can also cost a lot, if oh, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Back then, I don't know what the fuck they were costing because you guys are talking about, you know, more, uh, I don't want to say primitive time, but, you know, just a yeah. time where it was it was just blowing up, like you said, the screens and everything. How how much did it cost roughly? I know it varies, but to make an app. It, I just remember, um, so the way it started, you know, I've always been, I don't know why, but I always see opportunity when no one else sees it, right? So I remember one time I found a dog, a Dalmatian dog. And I said, I'm going to grab him. I'm going to shower him, bathe him. And sell him. And sell him. My dog. Right? <laughs> so cool. I got him ready. And then I, it was my. In the corner, though, like right across the right street. Right in the corner of the street. So 
what happened was I learned two really great lessons, right? I learned about the, what did I say? I learned how I made money from nothing, right? Like, like you know, it's possible. Right, right. You know, some people were like, oh, you can never do that. Right. And then I learned how you get those uh, people that take advantage. Right? There's always going to be people trying to, you know, be close to you to take advantage. So I was probably like 12, 13 years old. So I found a dog, boom, boom, boom. And my neighbor, he he was like 18. So I put the dog. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Boom. And when I saw the dog, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go half, right? But I'm a little, I'm young. I'm 12, 13 years old. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's your cut. Right? So I learned. What did like, he do? He didn't do anything. Right? It was just, just hanging old, around. Yeah. Just hanging around. He oh, was older, you know, and he okay. just took advantage of the situation. Okay, okay. So I learned really quick, like, okay, I What's need his name? Uh, Fuck him. Kike. Fuck you, Kike. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was our boy's older brother. So yeah. we, our friend, his name was Juanito. and He I was, was our age, right? So yeah. the older brother was just kind of like took advantage, like, oh, yeah. shit, this nigga just made, you know, you yeah. get $100. So I saw the Dalmatian or whatever, and he came up, and, and it was a valuable lesson. So I've always been like that, like, Boom, I learned how to unlock iPhones. I used to charge people like four, $500 to unlock your iPhone. When it first, first happened, like out. you couldn't put an AT&T iPhone on T-Mobile. I would jailbreak it, unlock it, and charge you $400, $500. So that's how I was making my little money. Or you would come So you were, you were a little natural-born hustler without yeah, even slinging dope you, or nothing. Yeah. You just saw the... Even making... So this is a time when ringtones was huge too. Not video, but ring, just having a different... You know, like a song, because uh, ringtones are, what, 199 or 999 Yeah, 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 right. So we're doing packages, like, get five ringtones for, like, $2 or something. And we have all the songs from, like, LimeWire. They're yeah. already cut 30 seconds. So we have programs that, will, you know, we'll drive the music to your phone, and then now uh, you have the ringtone there without ever paying for it. Yeah. So we're cutting deals. We're, we're, like, really getting inside these phones software-wise and um, trying to, you know, make money out of it. So, so this yeah. is dope, though, but, you know, so... It, this is very brotherly, though. Yeah. yeah. From from the first yeah. app to hey Rick, go get a computer. To you know what you're talking about now, the ringtones. Yeah. You guys were, and I love this. You know, no, you know, not trying to get all mushy about it, but that's great that you know brothers can yeah. can can be like yeah. that and be like, yo, if I'm gonna do it, anybody, I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know, I'd rather do it with my family because yeah. at that young, you're not mature enough to think like that. Most of the time, you think you need to go outside of that. Yeah, you know? and I think you're not supposed to mix it with family. You technically, know, what, yeah. technically, really you're not. Helped, what really helped was well, we didn't know nothing <clears throat> about business, but what really helped was me and Reed used to play ball together. So we used to, we lived right as in basketball, right? Basketball. Yeah. So remember, I told you there's three camps. So we lived right next to Redland Camp. So me and Reed would jump the gate and go play basketball at Redland Camp. Hours, hours a day, two or three hours. But we're playing with older people, and it, and at the end of the day, it's hood. So like. Here's these kids from the other side coming into the hood. So, you know, we got we can't be in there coming in there like, oh, what's up, guys? Can I, <laughs> no, it's like, what's yeah. up? Like, we want to play. Yeah. So, you know, I think we got, that's how we got a great, great uh, relationship and chemistry because right. we go from playing basketball, 15, mm -hmm. 16, 17, 18, and then it just moved over to, you know, to, to, the, to the little business, business side, yeah, right, the business right. world. Okay, so then what, where did it become? So, you know, I'm always working, hustling, you know, doing these little things, making money here and there. So my brother Jose, he goes to ITT. He learns about, you know, software and all that, ITT tech. I don't know if you remember ITT. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. They're not around anymore, right? Are they not? Uh, they, were, they went out of business. I think they went out of business. Ago. Man, I mean, they were they were rocking big yeah, for a long time, especially yeah. here. I think they were in Fort Lottie, though, weren't they? Yeah, they had like two, three campuses. Okay, yeah. So he went there, he graduated, he comes down from Orlando. He's like, man, oh, I want to 
want to do an app. He didn't have an idea. He just said, I want to do an app. So, you know, I had my little money saved. I said, oh, we're well, here. I have two grand. Like, let's hire somebody. I didn't know what it was going to cost or anything. He's like, yeah, but what should we do? I said, let's do a video rental maker. So, boom. He finds somebody because he knows the game. He knows the language. He hires somebody in Orlando. He knew exactly what we needed to start. Right? Correct. Because the of the ITT of, that yeah, that time. Yeah, the type of engineer that we need, software engineer, the type of coder, the type of, you know. Yeah. Graphic designer, all that. So boom, he's he. I give. I'm basically the money man. I'm his younger brother, fronting the money. Mm-hmm. So I'm sending him a thousand, two thousand, you know, just to keep the thing going. So boom, the app comes out. Now there's money coming in from the app, and from that's ads, how we yeah. ended up starting, right? Um. But now this wasn't my mixtape at the time. Nah, no, this no, is this, 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 this is the ringtone. This okay. is the hustle day. So, I we gotta tell this story. And how long? Well, how long did 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 the, the ringtone one? What was it called? Video, Video ringtone maker. Video ringtone maker. Okay, right. so that, how long did that? Was that successful for it? Is it still going or no? It's no, not, it's no, not no. obsolete. Like a year, right? Probably like two years. Yeah. Like two years where it was generating revenue and, you know, it made some money and we were really working on it, thinking this was the idea. This was it. This right. was going to get us out. Like, we're, imagine, uh, how much was it made? Like, maybe two grand a, a I mean, Like, two, three grand. A maybe a month. No, a month. Month, a month. month. Yeah, so that was good money. Like, we'll split okay. it three ways. But this is the hustle part. This is how you know we you know that we got it in us. So from that time to the My Mix Days time, me and Danny learned how to code somewhat, right? So we learned how to make wallpapers, right, for Androids, which was huge because they will move, remember? They are like, moving yeah, wallpapers. Yeah, 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 this yeah. This is yeah. in 2009. The iPhones are barely doing it now, right? So we, we learned how to code wallpapers. We've always been big into sports, so we learned how to do uh, widgets. So we did scoreboards for every NFL team, every NBA team, every soccer team. You know, everything, anything we could think, like, because we learned the code and we made it into a cookie kind of code, right? Cookie cutter code. So I would take time, like, hey, damn, I'm going to do all the AFC teams, right? And I'll sit there and I'll change, you know, the the picture to the Dolphins or, or whatever team it was, right? Change the name. By the way, Dolphins are balling right now. Yeah, Keep going. <laughs> and then Danny will take over on that one computer and then he'll do. We'll take uh, turns. Sure, yeah, he'll computer. do the other team. And then when we get to soccer, he'll do all the soccer teams. So we started making apps, right, and putting them up for free and just putting banners. And, you know, one app will make $3, right? The other one will make $5. The other one, one will hit $20, right? Um, and then this is where the hustler side came out, which is super funny. Um, so live, the live wallpapers was huge. Right. And what we started doing, um, we would go on YouTube and we'll search like girl dancing on a pole. Mm. Right. And we will compress that video. You will cut that video into maybe five seconds. Right. And we'll use different programs to compress it. And what that does, it makes it into a picture. Right. So it will make a 15 second, like looping video uh-huh. to maybe a 2000 pictures. Right. Like in motion, and then uh, we will put that on the on the <laughs> on the Google Play Store, and boom, people will be downloading it. We'll put it for ninety nine cents. People will be buying it because they want some girl dancing. Of course, like, yeah. Right? <laughs> so once sex saw, sales, I don't give a fuck yeah, what it is. Yeah. So when we saw that, I'm like, oh shit, we uh, on to something. We we on to something. We just started looking for everything. Like you're talking, but about, it couldn't be like porn or yeah, naked, like, like anything. Any porn. girl shaking her ass or dancing, boom, and then um. Cars, like the GTR was brand new. So we went and we'll get a video that, you know, GTR would do a promo video for their for the new car and we'll cut it up. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing everything that you can think of and they're selling 99 cents, a, a dollar. And we started like just messing with the price, $10, you know, and it was selling. 
And then what 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 exact year was this? This had, had to be 2010, right? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Black Sheep Perspective. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you guys, man. You guys rock. You really do. We've made it this far. We're in season two right now. I got a great line of guests coming up. There's been a lot of modifications and moderations to what we've been doing and working on, and it's just getting better and better. And a lot of it's because of you guys and the feedback that I get, the emails, the messages, the comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please keep them coming. Please spread the word. And we look forward to giving you many, many more podcasts. Big shout out to my close friend, Gus, from Adantivia Bonds. This brother right here has been helping people get out of bad situations quick, fast, and in a hurry. We've all experienced it, or at least know someone close who has had some kind of mishap occur to them that landed them in jail unexpectedly. And with the craziness going on in our world today, with the continuous changes of rules and regulations, why not have one of the most reliable bondsmen in the state of Florida on your side? Feel free to reach out to my brother Gus from Arancivia Bondsman. Now let's get back to the podcast. That's not even... Um, this is 2010, um, two, three years out of high school. Me and Danny, we're one year apart from in high school, right? So, um, you know, what we're doing is making money. Um, but the what gets interesting is that we started putting that kind of hustle to it, that street mentality behind it. So once these live wallpapers started getting like super popular, we we're always like in the top 100 listing, right? And um, we started putting more videos of girls dancing on poles, shaking ass, twerking, right? Doing all this stuff. Uh, we didn't have any rights to it. You know, it's whatever we found on YouTube. We'll clip it, compress it. None, it none, of that, none of that came back to haunt you, right? Nah, nah, nah. So, but we started doing We started saying it for nine ninety nine, and people, like, will buy it. And like, we couldn't believe it. So, <laughs> we started, we made a whole new account. We started separating everything, right? It was our, we always had a little business in us, right? So, we had a business for the wall, the live scores, the widgets, right? And we had one for the wallpaper. And we always had one for the video ringtone, right? So the wallpaper was his own. It was under our cousin Hugo, right? Juice. 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 So shout out Juice. We put it under his name. Uh, <laughs> and he worked at AC or, you know, he was doing, I don't know if he was at a hotel working at a gas station, something, right? He always had a job. So we put it under his name. We used his Gmail to make the account, right? And um, these wallpapers were flying, 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 making hundreds of bucks a day, right? From video that we would, it would literally, we got it. So we got so efficient, we'll make these videos in like two, three minutes because we're using the same code. All we're doing is changing the pictures inside, right? And then not uploading on the store, it was super fast. So once we did that, um, people were emailing Hugo's <laughs> Gmail thinking he was that person that was shaking their ass and <laughs> try to like talk to him, <laughs> ask for their number, tell them they'll send them more money on the side. <laughs> it was so funny. Yo, and I, and I want to introduce uh, Hugo because there's a, there's a reason behind the whole Hugo thing. Do me a favor, Rick. I, that, that camera, I'm, I must have shifted it the wrong way. Why not? Yeah, can you turn it? There we go. Thank you, brother. It's in the center. Yeah, right. No, that's good. Right there. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so Hugo, when you when you spell Hugo, the the, the proper, I guess, American way would be what H U G O. So if you would say that in in Spanish, if you would say Hugo, you would say Hugo, Hugo. Uh -huh. and Hugo is juice. Juice. Yeah. Hence, where Hugo got his nickname, Juice. juice. <laughs> so I met Juice. I met Cuzzo, and he, he's fucking great, and he's hilarious, and you guys are just too fun to be around, all you motherfuckers. You know, you remind me of me and my brother and our best friends, and it's just a shit-talking, you know, cracking jokes uh, affair. Yeah. Um, but 
juice has been with you guys for for the since the beginning. A long time, yeah. you know, and I, and I and I know as as we get more into the, the depths of the the story, juice is still there, and that, and that's dope because as we're, we get as we get into the story, too, you, so we're cousins. Yeah, that's right, and you guys are cousins. But as as we do get deeper into the story, we're gonna realize that even those that you know have been around and got complacent and, and things you know and things yeah. happen and unfortunately, and even when they're really close. And I don't think they were family, though, right? They no, were, they weren't family. But, but we'll, we'll get there. So, okay, so continue on. Yeah, so, so um, Dan could take over from here, but Hugo's our cousin. You know, we're raised from we're little. We're in the same baby cribs, you know, the struggle, all the all the same things, right? Um, but he always lived in Orlando. Oh, and, okay. um, He moved, I think, 2007 or eight when I was in high school. My last year in high school, he moved to Homestead, right? And, you know, we were always, me and Danny were always playful with him. And when he moved down, it was just like, you know, is a third brother, right? Yeah. Right, right. And we're all the same age, so funny. Uh, he's like you say, he's funny, outgoing. He loves everything we love too. So, but in business, and everyone knows this, and you're gonna hear it a million times. You always need that person that is gonna be like your right arm, loyalty, trust, mm-hmm. hard worker. Is not gonna question you. Is not gonna question your motive. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was him, you know. And we're super grateful for him, and he's still with us to this day. But. If it wasn't for him, we probably wouldn't even be here, to be honest, you know, because he did help us out a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. So so we're in the video ringtone wallpaper area, right? Era. Era. Okay. Um, before my mixtape. So <clears throat> I come up with this idea, um, and this always goes back to um, when people tell you never give up, never stop, right? So video ringtone's not doing what it was doing, right? And then at the end of the day, we got server costs and we got employee costs. It's probably like one or two employees, nothing major. Yeah. And me and Ricky don't have nothing much. We're living at my parents. We don't. We don't even have a car. Like, yeah, no car. You know, we're probably driving my dad's beater, or he's letting us borrow his car, which is you know on his last leg. <laughs> What's a beater? A beater, like yeah. just a a shitty whip, a shitty just one. broken broken glass. We got we got we we got a, we got a school. We got a school of people listening, man. Yeah, They're gonna yeah, be like so a, beater. a beater. What the hell is that? A white beater? Is no, he a beater? Did like, he beat his know, meat? What the hell's a beater? No, like, so you know, we say beater as as like this is the. You don't want no one to see you in these type of cars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, like, Remember we were talking about where, where, where words derive from? And that was something that I, I like to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you think beater derives from? Like, how does that? I how, think how, it, it started with the sneakers. Like, these are my beaters. Like, I'm going to rock these. Yeah. these are my so I beat them up. Yeah, I beat them yeah, up. Yeah, these, these are, so this, this, is my, this is the car that I'll beat up. I'm not, yeah. you know. Like, I it's already beat up. It's just... You know what I'm okay, saying? you're okay. not going to take this car to the fields. All right. Well, if you guys I mean, listening, if you want, man, you, you can look that up and comment yeah. and, and, and challenge me, Danny. I, I don't know what to argue about it, but I'd yeah. love to find out if, you, if there's something deeper to it that I don't know yeah. about. Please let us know. But yeah. I right, continue on. So, so, boom, this is the, you know, wallpaper, video ringtone. So things start getting a little tight, you know, like Google and them are taking us down because Rick is doing these little things. Crazy wallpapers. So they're taking <laughs> down the accounts. And then uh, and you, we don't have no... We're doing this without no legal advice, you know what I'm saying? So we're probably doing things right, not the r- correct way, yeah. correctly. We're putting things up without licensing. Obviously, back then it was a little bit looser. We're talking about ten years ago. Correct, correct. Nowadays, you know, motherfucker oh, yeah. will come at you quick as shit. Yeah, you know? yeah there's a system that acknowledges, hey, this is not your correct. material. Just like YouTube. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're there. We're just things are getting tight. So I come up with this idea. So at the time. We're working out of an office right here on 120th. Um, shout out to John Icon Construction. John Ingram, John Ingram. Shout out John Ingram. Is it John Ingram? No, so, no, no. John Ingram. Yeah. John, uh, 
Yeah, never mind. John, but I know he has the Icon construction yeah. company. Okay. So he, like, he, I think he, he, we didn't know, we didn't know him, but my brother knew him because of the real estate he used to do. Okay. So they were cool. He let us have the second floor of his office. So we used to work out of there for free. Like, we didn't even pay him rent. And um, I he, came up with this We'll idea. just show him money when we... When we had yeah. some, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, we'll see oh, you will. Cool. I thought, I thought, but do you still talk to him or do you nothing? Nah, no, we, we haven't ran into. He I wasn't love. a, he wasn't a friend of ours. He was a friend of mine. Yeah, remember, remember. find him and send him a random gift. Yeah, oh, shit. Remember, me and Ricky were twenty twenty one. Right, yeah. he, he was older dude. Okay, so um, we were working out of there, and we had hired this guy from from. So it went from Orlando to Miami. We're doing the coding in Miami now. We hired this kid named Ivan from Cuba. He came in second place in the hackathon of the whole world. Right? There's a hackathon? Yeah, in the world, like coding, <laughs> hackathon. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So this kid came in second place in the hackathon in Mexico, right? It was a world tournament. He came in second place, but he ran away. He escaped. He escaped the team in Cuba and Mexico, his Cuban team in Mexico, and he ran away. And he Oh, so he did it on purpose. He, he had a plan to get yeah, the fuck exactly. out of Cuba. And then Boom. once they were in Mexico doing the competition. Run away, yeah. And he got gangster. Boom. He crossed the, the border. He had family in Miami. They brought him there. We found him. Brought him on board. You know, he's charging. He's not killing us $15 an hour. So we're doing what we can. So I come up with this idea. I said, man, all these mixtapes. I need to download them. I don't know if you remember how you used to move the music on from your computer to your iPhone, yeah. You had to download it, yeah. upload it into iTunes, right? Connect your iTunes to your phone and transfer it over. Okay. Right? You had to do that for any music that you wanted to transfer over that wasn't being bought through your phone. <coughs> and you couldn't buy this music. It's all mixtape underground music. So you couldn't even want it. If you wanted to buy it, you couldn't buy it on your phone. So I said, man, what if we create an app where you could just stream it, you know, stream this music that no one can find? So I came up with the idea. I told Ray, Ray's like, yeah, it's a good idea. So I didn't tell my other brother because they're not going to. Which like, one, Juan or, Juan or Jose? I didn't tell Juan. <laughs> At this time, Jose no longer. This is after the wallpaper, Jose decided to go a different route. Okay. So I'm like, nah, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell him because I'm the little brother. He's not going to lie. This kid's exactly. crazy. So you our know? older brother was what, like 29, 30? Yeah, he's 29-year-old, yeah. 30-year-old. You know. We're 19, 20. Yeah, you know, he's getting more into that grown folk shit. Yeah, and he, he did real estate. He made a lot of money in the real estate. He, he, he might have not want to, you know, I'm not saying he got complacent, but he might have not want to journey into keep gambling, keep taking yeah. chances, keep struggling for yeah. a bigger picture. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I support you, young brothers, but I'm good. Yeah. So he was a part of the video ringtone, though. Right, I know that. So yeah. that, that so, and I was getting a little shaky. He's in Brazil, making some moves in Brazil. Oh, I see. Now I know what this is going to connect. Yeah. I didn't know that's where the Brazil connection comes. Because yeah, I know Brazil. we're going to get there, but I yeah. didn't know. Okay. Yeah, he has a great friend named Adair. Uh, and he's like, hey, let's go to Brazil. I got these opportunities. It's a horrible name. Here. Please repeat that name. Adair. Oh, Adair. my God. Brazilian name. <laughs> I got How do you spell that so shit, bro? Is, we call him Junior. Junior, yeah. A.K.A. the champ. So okay, that works more than Adair. Super fast. Yeah. Super funny, too. Like, he's, yeah. bro, this guy will have you rolling all day. Brasileño. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah but okay. he was here 20 years con los cubanos, all the Cubans. So he, I want to say he's he Cuban. Okay. Yeah, so imagine. So boom, we're right there. So I, I go to Ivan. Ivan finds a friend that's coming from Cuba. Super dope programmer. Also escaped, right? Escape. I don't too, know how man. he escaped, but he, he make, he's an A. This guy arrives in a week. I said, bro, $10 an hour, tell him to pull up. 
So you got to remember when they get here, they get their, you know, they get food stamps, they get, you know, they get help. But right they can't on. show that they're making money, right? Of like course. They gotta, they gotta, so I'm like, I'll pay them cash, $10 an hour. So I'm using my own money to create this new app, right? I'm not going to Juan, my brother Juan, and I'm just putting whatever. I'm selling my shoes, you know, at the time. Let, me, let me pause you real quick. Excuse me. Um, what are you guessing at this point? Because by now you already did the uh, the video one, Correct. so you got a you know decent amount of experience. You you, yeah. you, you kind of know what you're getting into. Even though obviously you're always going to get better and better and better, but you you know what you're looking at. How long was the expectation of this goal of hey I, I got this idea for the mixtape. You guys agreed on it. You're going to do us it. A timeline. I even said uh, I think like six weeks or yeah. a month like, to, to complete so the he, app. He said, "Look, because so it's basically him and his buddy working on it." Yeah, but not during the hours of the other app. That we have video ringtones. He had to come on the weekend. Oh, so weekend. video video thing was still going on. I yeah, thought, oh, yeah. I thought that shit was just a little tight. No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But so the Danny had him agree. <laughs> Danny had him agree. Like, look, only work on it outside of the other hours. So that's why we were able to work on it, but really slow. And he would use a lot of the code from the other app too. So on the weekend, right? Or after yeah. work. Yeah. So whatever we already had coding, he can use it. He just had to create. But it was two of them too. So yeah. it was like now a little fact you got two people working at you know time so i'm paying them you know like you this is 10 years ago so if you had some space jams they're worth 500 dollars at this time you had these type of shoes you had the 13 the the, the jordan you can settle for 350 you get them for 180 so i have all these shoes that i bought when things were okay and i'm selling them um i had a little rolex at the time like you know i sold i pawned it you know? i had a gold cuban link you know everybody wants that cuban link. excited oh, oh cuban danny link. danny was flashing like that ricky right. i didn't know i didn't i didn't know he was like that i see so, the bling right now you know? <laughs> so, but i was a young and i just you know i had my little jewelry so yeah. but i'm selling everything whatever i could whatever right I right right to, for the to, next for the to level to, up to level up that's so what's I'm, up i'm putting the money i'm giving it to ivan and then the other guy named oh, jose shout out jose lago his name Lago. was a Cuban. Okay. Both of them were Cuban. Yeah, so. And I wish you guys no more? No. Like, because remember, uh-huh. like, you know, everything, we really built this so, like, from, from right. the ground. Eventually, they got better and moved on to they get bigger got, money somewhere. Yeah, they, they got, they, I mean, I don't even think they stayed on the on the coding side. They went, they got, like, a, a phone support job, you know. Uh, Obviously, they, bro, they're coming from Cuba. Yeah, they're trying. They they're not thinking, out. oh, we're gonna go big. Yeah, you know, they're so, just trying to make money. And survive. But shout out to yeah. both of them. Like they really put the. You could tell they yeah, put their yeah, hard work up. in there. They could have cheated us. Like you know, yeah. like, we're 19 years old. They're yeah. like 30 years old or older. Yeah. They could have yeah. been like gave us anything. You know, right. like this right. is the app. Oh, it's gonna take five months. To right. Let him all, so they're like, real, real honest and hardworking, and, and you know, uh, we really appreciate what they. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Okay. So boom, and you know they they're doing the app and. It gets to like I say like the last week and I'm tapped out. Yeah, no more money. No more. You know, my parents, you know, my dad, you know, he hurt his back, so he doesn't have a job. You know, they they whatever they got is for them to, you know, feed. And you know when this is this is another time if people forget, this is after uh the recession. So things were real tight. You're talking about two thousand ten. I forgot that we, yeah, the that recession was... was like bad, so it wasn't just us that was hurting. It was the whole world. Yeah. Right? Like, everyone was hurting. There's no, You couldn't get a job if you wanted to, really. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, we were tapped out. And that's when we had to go to Big Bro. So, <laughs> I, called, so I, I called Juan. And I'm like, hey, I started this app. It's 90% done. I just, you know, I need to hire these guys one more weekend. It's going to yeah. cost like a... 
and a hundred dollars to pay both of the guys, and they're gonna be able to finish that. Yep. I think he was in Brazil, right? He was in Brazil. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm a money money order or something. I'll send it to you guys. So he sends it. And, At this uh, point, are we talking about Jose or Juan? Juan. Juan. Jose's and no I, longer in the picture, remember? Right, yeah, yeah, I know, Juan I know, but that's why I thought you might have reached out to him. But but now, what was Juan doing at the time? He was part of the, the, the video. video ringtone maker, and then he had just got out of the real estate business. Yeah. Okay. So he just, you know, he was just, he was doing other things. He wasn't like, video ringtone wasn't his, his only objective. He okay. had other things going on. Okay. He went to Brazil to just see if there's any opportunities out there because... Supposedly, it was starting to boom and grow. So he sends me the money. You know, we hired the guys. Hey, boom, boom, next weekend. It was, you know, our weekend was pretty cool. Like, you got to understand, we're doing, at the time where people are partying, you know, 21, 20 years old on the beat, we're we're going to this office on 120th every day on the weekends, waking up at 8 in the morning, meeting up with with the programmers, you know, and we're just there working with them, even Take, though we're not programming. Taking our own lunch, you know. <laughs> making our own sandwiches. Bro, but but, but 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 you guys understand, and obviously there's there's other variables. But the, I think the bulk of the reason that you guys are doing that was because you you grew up seeing your old man. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Do what he did, and your moms, and you, you but, saw it. Well, even though it doesn't, is like, all our friends. Just had a job already. You could have went to discount auto parts or right, Bible right, and right. Already get paid right. ten, twelve dollars. You know, yeah. And we skipped that, and. For the people that are watching, listening, like it was hard. And they're not gonna lie. Not not because of the, the you know, the, the grind and all the shit, but explaining to your parents. Like yeah. you know, I had to explain to my mom why I didn't have a job. Right. Like she didn't, she doesn't it's, understand. It's, it's, Even to this day, she doesn't understand what we do because <laughs> for real. Because it's a it's a phone, it's technology, right? Yeah, and that's not something that but she's on. She was room. thinking or maybe she thought like, Oh, these guys are just going to an office to play. No, I on, my I mom know. even one time said, Oh, yeah. You guys selling drugs. You're a bum. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because we're waking up, you know, kind of on the, some days we will, w- well, this is after the app started, so I will get there. Yeah. But, you know, while we're programming the app, we're waking up early because that's what time the programmers are getting. We got to open up the office. 9 a.m. around there. You know, we're getting there, having our coffee with the guys, and we're just, you know, grinding it out. But like Ricky says, I think at that time it was hard for me because, okay, you couldn't do the going out. You don't have money to have a girl. It's real hard because you know they want to go out for dinner. Of course, they yeah, man. They want to hang out. They want to go to to this place. This, this is guy, facts time. This street, is right, this right is, after yeah. high school, so everyone still wants to see each other, right? All your friends from high school. Yeah, hanging hang out. down. Let's go with Puria and all that. <laughs> so you know that shit was to me it was hard, but it's like you said, like you know, like we saw one thing: mm-hmm. grind. What, what 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 a great example for for I mean for anybody obviously yeah. knowing knowing hey this can apply to a forty year old fifty year old anybody trying to be an entrepreneur yeah. that it comes at it you know you got to sacrifice and that, and that might mean hey you might have fifty to hundred thousand dollars to invest into your you know your goal but you gotta you gotta be willing to you know not work it yeah not not, not throw away money here not party there's exactly. not that you gotta understand how much dedication comes to this correct and for you guys to have made that decision and that sacrifice so young, so young yeah. it's very inspiring to young people now yeah. obviously it comes with ridicule yeah. it comes with 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 with, with uh, misunderstandings from parents and you know yeah. they they don't share that passion they don't know enough about or your that time. friends like oh you're done what are yeah you doing? what are you doing everybody's got an app really on the app you're gonna make a fucking app you know yeah. shit like that so you know for people listening that, that that's that yeah, that means well, a lot man tough. i think that's dope yeah it, it really is it really is man or on the on the parent 
side just because we're we're very close you know just like how we're close we're close with our parents so yeah. um everyone wake up at the same time and my parents will stay home because you know there's no job my pa- my dad had his back his back on her and we'll go you know looking nice to to the office and come <laughs> back looking nice they're not used to that right now right. you're either picking or you're in the construction yeah. you come back Right, and no money, so we're coming back, but we're we're going to work every day, but there's no money coming in. Yeah, right. No, you guys seem like you're full of shit. Of course, uh, without a doubt, who wouldn't think that? I I was gonna say, how would you explain it though? Like, how would I explain to my mom how we built my mixtapes or like what kind of music it is? You know, because they don't even know what hip hop is. You're literally talking about a a, a historical education session. Like, you would have to tell your mom, okay, look, mom. This is how people in the United States make money when it comes to hip hop. This is how they used to do it. You'd have to bring it through the whole process. Well, like, but, but, and even but, then, she might not understand it enough to go, okay, well, any, where do you make money, Sean? I you don't know? think anyone will understand it because streaming wasn't even popular. It didn't then. exist yet. People were still buying CDs. So we were like right in the forefront. Yeah, man. People were like, this kid's crazy. Like, I remember one time we wrote. Hence your success. That's what's up. Yeah, we, we sent an email to some investor. He said, oh, I think uh, people are going to be buying CDs, and I don't know what. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you think that's going to. Now that's just irrelevant. Yeah. Like, nobody buys CDs. Right, right. So what, where were we at, Rick? Were you um, um, going to work tight? So, big yeah. Bro. So, big you, bro. You're, so you're big bro. Big bro gave you the loan. Yeah. And then. Uh, no, he uh, basically. He was you a know, partner. Partner. That was oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He said, all right, cool. You see, one thing about me, i never been a dude like, oh, like, it's just me. Even if I came up with the idea or if I fronted 90% of the money, like, because I know that I need Rick yep. or some, and I need Big Bro, you know, even though we pump heads, all three of us, we need each other. Yeah. So even if I, but the reason why I did it without asking was because I didn't want him to stop the idea. So it was like, listen, it's 90% done. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, hey, coach, I got this fighter. You gave me a disclaimer. Yeah, hey, coach, I got this fighter. He's going to fight in a month, contract, sign, everything. You want to train him? He already <clears> been trained over here. You might be like, oh, everything's done. All right, I'll come in. He wants to do the weight cut with you or something, right? Mm. So it was something like that. Like, hey, Juan, this is 90% done. We just need to pay these guys one more week, and we're 100% yeah. and done. And he was still, you know, on the young side, right, <laughs> obviously. So he understood the hip-hop side because he grew up on that too. So it wasn't hard for us to explain to him the idea or anything you know he got it right away danny tonal was 90 percent done and i don't know if 700 bucks was a lot to him at the time or it wasn't but you know he sent it right away which was what we let la- what we needed to finish the the app the idea you know so then it was so the, you get the money he becomes a partner you, yeah, you guys pay no the guys paperwork, no nothing he just sent me ah, the money. of course right we didn't, even ask, we didn't even talk about that we we're like oh you're my partner it's yeah. just, he sent the money okay okay so boom we released that we released it october 11? August, August. No, October. I wrote August. Okay. Oh, August. August, October. Mm-hmm. One. I, it's somewhere. We Boom, we launch it. The first day, 10,000 downloads, a server. Crashes. So hold on, August of, ten, of a 10? 2011. 11, so it is a year later. Yeah. From, yeah. Okay. And boom. App crashes. Server crashes. 10,000. And my brother's like, what the fuck? And remember, we... It's a, it's so a great, horrible position to be in. Yeah, <laughs> so like for people that don't know or aren't in the app world... um. You will make an account, right, on Google. Okay. And you'll make it a developer account, right? <clears throat> this obviously lets you upload apps, right? Um, so it's just like YouTube now, right? You will put it, you'll put the picture, the icon, you put a description, title, uh, tags, even tags, uh, screenshots, videos. And that's what we did. We came up with the name My Mesa. We just put it up. 
you know, not knowing what it was going to become. And we just put upload, went to sleep, <laughs> woke up the next day, wasn't working. Yeah. You know, They're like, so, yo, you got over 10,000 downloads. In one night? Then the next day, another ten thousand. Oh, just yeah. And the, the so and what? Every time it crashed, somebody had to go do the something. Programmers, they got to keep making the server bigger because it costs more money. Costs more money. Which and again is a good remember, problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem, but you don't have money. Ooh. And and this is sixty days. Big bro. Yeah. And we, big bro. I don't think we're <laughs> even making money off of it because uh, we didn't even know how to make, yeah. <laughs> how to make money, money off yeah. of downloads. Yeah. Or or just the admin. I yeah. think we just had like one banner. Right, which is crazy. But I would, I would imagine you guys at that point, from second to third day, first day should have been a great sign. But yeah. from second to third day, you're at twenty, thirty, forty thousand, uh, you know, downloads. It keeps crashing. Yeah, you guys knew you were on to something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it gives you the fuel to keep going, right? Like, right, of course. Because if we would have launched it and nothing happened, oh, yeah, yeah. And then who came up with the logo? How many times did the logo change? Because oh, I, I, I fucking. Redid yeah. the studio at least three times, yeah. which which I, I love where it's at right now. We did um, so this is a funny part here. So okay, the video ringtones was always done <clears throat> on his own, right? The colors was picked, the UI, the logo. So what me and Danny did to cut cost when we we're making my mixtapes was all right, use every button, everything that we have off video ringtones, and put it on my mixtape. So the app was originally blue and black, just like the other app. And uh, we hired like some designer, Silos. Silos, you know, he'll come on the weekend or I think just one Saturday, and uh, he just made the logo right in front of us, right? And then the, uh, the one that's all, still there now. He, no, he made. Oh, uh, this is like three icons or logos. Oh, okay, okay. But all the button, it was so funny. The app was just it just looked so it looked what it was like not cheap, but like on the you ground. could tell like it was a grind because the buttons were different. We used buttons from the other app that had no reason to be on the My Mixtape. Yeah. It'll be there. It was kind of offset a little bit. Like, one right. button was bigger than the other one. But it was there, and it worked. Yeah. And that's what matters. So, like, uh, we changed the logo a few times, though, like, uh, with, with CeeLo, the same guy. Is, he, is CeeLo the original, uh, the final logo? No. 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 Um, so, this is where Big Bro being in Brazil happened. So, the app is starting to do good. Big bro starts finding because you remember Ivan and uh, yeah the two Cubans oh, they, yeah they end up like hey we you know we found different positions third Cuban too don't forget uh, so Gabriel no his name? I don't remember him so it was a third one that escaped right but this is already towards the end of our time here on one twentieth he escaped uh, Ivan found a, a job right at nine to five um, and then Jose was already you know applying for another job. And he comes to Danny's like, hey, I got one friend escaping like next week. He'll be here next week. Uh, and he's even better than all of us. What? He's like, he's the best. Like, he's won everything. And uh, can you interview him? And Danny's like, all right, come. And I'll never forget. We're sitting there. He comes with all his awards, all his accolades, like rolled up from Havana. You know, they all study at Havana and Cuba. Right, right. And Danny goes, I don't need to see none of that. Can you work on this? <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah. He goes, all right. And he looked kind of sad. Like, he wanted to unroll it. Yeah, yeah, showed, yeah. Shows his diploma and all this. And, of um, course. So he took over towards the end on the server part. Silly, qu silly question. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, did any of them come with any kind of English? Or, or this no, is, no, Spanish. No, okay. Well, you know, I'm not sure no. if most countries, I don't know why Cuba is not one of them, but yeah. a lot of countries, it's almost... If you ain't speaking your language, you, you, you should be learning English. That's I what mean, they, they, they say they know Spanish because that happens to us in Brazil. We go to Brazil and I know English and maybe, okay, yeah. da, 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 da. 
oh wait, wait. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about somebody who was like they went through classes. Well, I got. I, don't know. I just I don't know why Cuba wouldn't be teaching English as a secondary language. Yeah. Like that needs to be like if you're not doing everything in Spanish. Okay, you know how over here most of us. You, if you're not doing your regular core classes in high school, you take a language class, and it's 99% yeah. of the time it's Spanish. Yeah. Why? Because that's the majority of our, yeah. you know, yeah. continent, you know, and literally South America, North America. So um, I just, I don't know why if Cuba is part of the Caribbean or the Costa Ricans, I'm half Costa Rican, they all, you know, take English classes if they intend on, yeah. you know, going that route with the education. So it's always taught. So I just I don't mean, know why I they think don't. They give up something for something else because these probably were, yeah. They were like or the regime. Like the the right? regime. The regime might have been like, "Fuck those gringos," yeah. and I don't want nobody yeah. here. Yeah. You know, Fidel and all that. You, y'all ain't learning no English. Fuck yeah. them. Y'all yeah. gonna do yeah. Spanish, and that's it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And just be good at it because they yeah. were. They, I could put money on it that. They were the type of engineer they could go to Google. They can yeah. go to Apple yeah. and get a job part be head uh, engineer. 100%. Right. That's how Beast. good they were. Wow. And they happened, like, is uh, again a blessing like that, that they came one after the other. So, like, if the two would have left, right, and that third one didn't escape and come over here, then we would have been fucked because the server kept crashing. Like, it was yeah. just too many people on it. And, you know, and then again, they were great people. Like, they didn't have, he didn't have to tell them, come over here or get a job. Yeah. You know, he but we were good, too. Like, yeah. we would feed them. We would, you know, talk to them, give them advice. You know, they have questions. They just got here. Yeah. Like, no, do this, do that. I so, while they're friends, doing their thing, no you, 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 you guys are still, you know, reaching and trying to be ready to expand. And now your brother in, in Brazil. He's starting to make connections and starting to realize, hey, we can, we can build the stuff here for a lot cheaper in Brazil. Yeah. Right, instead of paying fifteen dollars an hour or ten dollars an hour, we're paying five dollars an hour, right? So we thought. So, but so here's one thing <laughs> that Ricky forgot. Even when Ivan went and got that job, he was still coming back on the weekends on the weekend, to help. Like one day, he'll come on the weekend because you know they they want to make money. They starting to save up. They have families back in yeah. Cuba, so I'll be like, hey, come on Saturday, come on Sunday. Hundred bucks, we'll give them the you cash. One hundred fifty, hundred twenty. But now the app is starting to pick up, so it's worth it. So, um. That's one thing that I want to get into when, when we're, like, getting to that moment. Like, either you're going to quit or you're going to go to the next yeah. level. What's up, folks? Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of The Black Sheep Perspective, Season 2, baby. If this happens to be your first time watching or listening, please take a quick second to hit that subscribe button and tap that notification bell so that you don't miss another episode. And once again... Guys, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, everyone out there, for all the amazing support. And a big shout-out to my man Hector and his entire team over there at Driver Shop USA. If you guys follow me on IG or live in this beautiful city of Miami, you'll be able to catch the dope-ass rap job that was done to my Chevy Colorado truck. Not only did they wrap the entire truck to protect its original paint job, they then slapped on multiple high-quality logo wraps on all sides so that I can remind those of you who are looking to tune in to the best new podcast. From boats to motorcycles to automobiles of all kinds, Driver Shop USA is continuously redefining luxury. Now let's get back to the podcast. Okay, so, I mean, obviously you're saving money choosing to try to go to Brazil. That, that never worried you that, you know, like you have this, the Cuban that you can't remember his name, you got yeah, this so awesome, I, you know. Just, I just remember his name. So what, what was his name? cut it out. Uh, where's the camera? His name is Shara Uzniel. Uzniel. Okay, you got it. O S N I E L. Uzniel. 
There you go. He was the third and final um, can you know, believe, coder that we had. Juanazo. Juanazo. Can, can you believe, can you, and not to take the the, 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 the light off of Usnad because obviously he's a big reason why you guys got to where you got, but how some of these Cubans would name their kids <laughs> <laughs> Usnavi. <laughs> Usnavi. So people who don't know, you know, who don't understand Spanish, Usnavi, if you try to spell that in English, Take out the double O's. It's not double O's. It's a U. It's a S. It's an N. It's an A. It's a V. It's a Y. Usnavi. U.S. Navy. These Cubans were looking at American words and they were just translating it in, into their own versions and they were naming people, bro. Anyhow, I'm sure there's a lot of messages. Shout out to them three. Yeah, there you go. Jose and Uznien. Those three guys were beast right there. That's what's up, man. Hope, hope. And honest. Honest. That's what counted. Like, like, you know, because in this in this coding world, somebody will come be like, hey, um, 150 an hour. 150 an hour is gonna take me 10 hours. Mm. Oh no, we what's have what a project they can do for less. And, they know. could do it in less hours, but there'll be the 10 hours come up, and then they'll be like, Oh no, it didn't work. We're having crashes. I need another 10 hours and another 10. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we wouldn't like we wouldn't have been the success we are without everything happening the way that it happened, right? Us running into those type of coders, my brother going to Brazil and, and building now a team out there. So everything happened, you know, I guess for a reason and, and it went in our favor, right? But, yeah, shout out those three guys. I know where we're at. <coughs> so, we're, but, go ahead. We're at the point of either we're going to keep going or we're going to break. Well. It was, uh, I think it was one of our breaking points early on because we, we had these guys, right? We had server costs. So the way in this app world it works, right? You get Google pays you every 60 days. So whatever you generate today, you don't see it in 60 days. Yeah. So right? December's pay will be out in February. February. So... We don't have no backing. We don't have no investor. This is all bootstrap. You know, yeah, month to month. month, week to week, you know, yeah. day to day. Type okay. you know, we don't have no jobs. We don't have nothing. You know, we don't have no rich friends, no rich cousins, anything. So I remember at one instant, and this is what I wanted to bring up, uh, Juice Man. Um, the server was due probably like what was it, eight grand, seven grand, something yeah. small. It wasn't that much or probably less. I like, think it was like two grand, I want to say. Something like two grand. Which is, you know, back then is... What twenty grand is like, you know, feels ten years now ago. because mm-hmm. it was a lot of money. You mm-hmm. know, again, we're nineteen, twenty years old, and so servers do. We're tapped out. Big bro don't got it. We ain't got it. Yeah. We're all trying to see who we can call. So I'm calling my friends. You know that. So before we started this whole app thing, you know, I always been a grinder. I always figure things out, hustle anything, even if you know a little bit on the left side or a little bit on the right. You know, I always figure things out. Never got involved in the, you know, in the drug business or anything like that. But I was just a hustler. You know what I'm saying? This guy might have phones for sale. I'll buy them and sell them over here. Mm-hmm. So I had people around me that I would, you know, help or put on and help them a lot, make a lot of money. And that's how I was able to, you know, to start the the company and, and invest. And um, when we were down at this instant, like at this point where we needed to pay the server, I'm calling these people that I help. Mm-hmm. But we were young. It wasn't like I helped them to become millionaires, but it was like, hey, remember last year you were making five grand a week, you know, 19 years old, 18 years old. And I'm calling them, hey, you got it. You know, everyone's giving me the, oh, no, I ain't got it. 
And one thing I really learned, when someone wants to help you, they're not going to tell you I ain't got it. They're going to say, I only have this. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. if you call me, hey, Danny, this, hey, I don't have that connection, but I have this. I don't know that, but I, I could tell you about this. Right. Or I can maybe point you in that direction, right? I'll give you something that maybe can help you. But I won't yeah. say, nah, coach, I ain't got it. Right. Right? And that's what we're getting. I ain't got it. And that's, I think me and Ricky learned early on that people aren't going to always be in your favor or try to help you even no matter how much you help them or what yeah. position you put them in. Yeah. So I call Juice. Juice used to work at uh, AC. Used to make decent money. You know, he was single, no kids, you know. All right, because, you know, this is going on, the server. He pulled up, gave me the money. And that helped us continue to be able to get the get paid, get our first, you know, paycheck from Google. Because all this thing is going <coughs> on, but we haven't seen any money yet. Yeah. Because we got to wait for the 60 days. Yep. So Juice gives us the money, boom, we pay the server, and we keep trucking, keep trucking. But now, save another month. Another yeah. month. But then now we get the little first payment from Google. You know, I don't know, three grand, four grand. Now we could pay the server here because here's 500 that we owe you. We're going to keep paying you. Next month becomes five grand. You know, so that's how we, you know, we're able to roll it. You know, at the same time, Juan is trying to figure out how he can make the whole Brazil situation work. So um, that's, what we're, that's why I told you it was either going to make us or break us because – if you go, like, you know, all these people already had told us, no, we can't go to our parents. Mm. You know, we ain't got no family. My dad don't have brothers or sisters in the States. You know, my mom, family, they're all over the place. I mean, which Hugo is from my mom's side. So it was really Jews <clears throat> that came through. So good, a good, I think some a good takeaway from, from that portion of the story is that even, you know, um, even if you make it big, even if you got the best idea, even if everything's going well, sometimes it could be something so random as far as like the most unforeseen loyalty behind a cousin, like you know, like Juice. Yeah. yeah. Um, or even getting paid like net sixty is what they call it. So um, that's how everyone works now. But it was new to us, right? Like, where do you see? You don't go anywhere and do a job and they pay you in sixty days. Like that was unheard of. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're like, no, you get paid. 60 days so we didn't know that we're you know you see the money every day you log in oh shit i made 100 bucks i made 200 all right it's friday okay it's been a month and you don't know where the money's coming but your bank info's in there you know you're checking every day to make sure that everything's right all the info and we find out it's a net 60 so you're not gonna get paid for two months and the server people want their money yeah right we don't know you we're not gonna give you Net sixty to pay this. So Juice put the fucking cape on yeah, and came again. came through. Came through, and that's fucking dope. Shout out to Juice, yeah. and so now you guys are back on track. Meantime, Juan's been working on these Brazil connections, and then yeah. boom, you. So remember, we still got video ringtone, but video ringtone is not booming like before. It's right, like it's all right. And then we had we had started doing video ringtone for iOS, so you know we wanted to finish that. We wanted to know what, how it was going to react on, on an iPhone. So Juan finds programmers, him and other year, and they start. So then Brazil building this. Me and Ricky build my mixtapes in here on Thanks. 120th. And, you know, we're going. Um, video reading to Android starts, you know, like I said, it was slowing down. It wasn't making the money it was used to. And then we, we created iOS. But at the same time, my mixtapes keeps growing, right? And I think this is where one of our... First um, 
fights, I would say, or or arguments with, with Juan. I'm telling him, hey, we need to do this. Like, we need to create a My Mixes for iOS. And he's really like, nah, we got to do video ringtone for iOS, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm more like, no. Which would have never worked because. It uh, didn't work. We did launch it. Yeah, so um, Apple is the most secured and they they make sure everything's unlocked so you can never manipulate anything on the phone right <coughs> right so on android it was an open source so you were able to put the video in front of the call mm-hmm. ring you know for however it lasted apple was never going to happen right even to this day they don't let you mess with any of that stuff so for people to grab the video ringtone they needed to jailbreak their phone which was pretty big back then right i remember it had a lot of issues like everyone that jailbroke it either their battery would die quick yeah or was it would crash or you know, or, or break your phone, right? It'll make it into actual brick. Like, you wouldn't be able to do anything. You have to finally go to Apple. So what Danny was saying, we got in an argument with Juan because he wanted to do it for the jailbreak store, <laughs> which, you know, is not going to work. Like, the amount of people that jailbreak their phones, even to this day, is probably, like, you can say in the low 5%, 10%, right, of the oh, whole yes. yeah. iOS. So, you know, we have something that's working. My mixtape is blowing up around right, Android and um, no promotion. It's like a snowball phase. One day it's ten thousand, next day it was fifteen thousand download, the next day twenty. Like we're just seeing this growth, and you you can't argue against numbers, right? Right. Like you see, this is a, this is becoming a success. Like why turn your back on it? And you know we dig into arguments. We finally convinced them to like concentrate on on my mixtapes. I don't know if it's because maybe uh, music's our passion, and it wasn't to him at that time. But you know we finally was able to persuade him and change his mind. But so he put in that extra gear at Brazil. Yeah, because yeah, the way we had um, structured everything, he was in charge of the development. The development, and then me and Ricky were more on the marketing side, like reaching out to artists, the content side, making sure the music is up on the app, you know, and and and, and that aspect of the of the structure of the company at the time. So you know, we're telling him we need the guys to do this, and then we don't really know about the development. You know, he. He's been there. He's been working with the guys. He's learning more. He's learning the words. You know, he's learning how to explain to these guys. So um, finally, after a year, we I think my mixtape is stable. It's making decent money, right? And we're making decent salaries. Um, and that's when we f- take our first trip to Brazil. And now we're more involved in the development and growing the company. Yep. So, um. I don't know. Maybe I skipped a lot in that year, but I I think that was like the one of the hardest one. It was yeah because in between uh, taking our you know operation to Brazil, um, the three people that we had here, you know, they ended up finding you know nine to five jobs. So right. they stepped away right to something more secure with insurance and you know, all that stuff. So we had it was gonna end at some point, right? We weren't gonna be able to work with them anymore because we weren't gonna ever able to match their salary with whatever job they had, right? Mm -hmm. So we had, the only other option was Brazil. Juan was there already. The the developers were there that he, you know, he groomed and and got working on the app. So it was a lot of struggle in between, though, because we're living actually month to month, right? Like, we needed to find the money to pay for the server because that was the the most expensive cost, right? And, um, I mean, we just got down and dirty. Like, it was every day me, Danny, and Hugo, Right, driving to the office in his car. Like we didn't have a car. Did you guys live there for a minute? Where at Brazil or no? Yeah, we were, <clears throat> once we started going there, we would go for since we didn't have a lot of money, we we're making decent enough to you know buy food and and move around. Yeah. 
um, we would take one uh, monthly trip. So we rented an apartment building, apartment yeah. uh, for us three, and we would live there, you know, for a month. So we would go month at a time. <coughs> and we'll stay there for a whole month, and then, you know, we'll fly back to Miami, be here for a couple weeks, and handle some business, and then go back. Go back. So so let's let's fast forward a little bit so we can kind of get people a more of a more of an update of, of what the app entails and, and, and how it is that it grows and it's grown to the size that it is so first off when, when do you guys think you hit that next level of like all right we we really we, we're not just on to something we, we're there we're there hit it like you know you guys were talking what about year? i want to say like no i want to even say what year the fact that you were had so many downloads going on on a daily yeah. basis i don't care if it was five to ten or that, that's amazing so I would imagine once you hit a certain number, it's like, all right, not that we made it, but but yeah. you know we're, we're here. We hit a big number, and we need to keep fueling this machine. And this this is going to take us to next level, next level, next yeah. level, because I know there's a lot of next levels to talk about. So you're saying when do you feel like we knew my mixtape was the one? Yeah, man. What, I what, think I think when was it I, a certain amount of downloads? Was no, it an offer? Was it a deal? I, I think when when we were getting the recognition from the artists, like yeah. we would see art major artists like, oh my mixtape. Get it on my mixtape. Meek Mill, like, like I think Meek Mill was one of the first major artists that had like a big buzz, and he was like supporting us. Our, and then here's one thing that that I, we learned real early, and we never been scared of. And we, so you, I don't know if you ever been around people that they want a lot of things for free, or they or they want that blessing to come for free. Mm-hmm. And we like we always been like, how much? Fuck that shit. Because at the end of the day, it's business, right? So like we went to my meal, meal like you fought with us. I know you fought with us, right? Yeah. How much to tweet it, Instagram it, and Facebook it? Oh, I want ten grand. All right, here you go. At the time, it's a lot of money. We that probably was all the money we had. We probably <laughs> that's everything we have in the account that yeah. my mistake you know generated or was left over. But now, guess what? Now everybody around him, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, they're like, oh shit, who's my mistake? You know what I'm saying? All the young kids are like, right. oh, my me. And sending downloads to the app, which was yeah. huge. Like, I know he shared the app. I mean, uh, he shared his app on his Instagram, right? That was part of the deal. And uh, the first time he did, I think we shot like 100,000 downloads like In this. one day. Like, wow. That's the po- the influence that he had, you know? And it was Instagram when it was, you know, real basic looking. So it was just your feed, right? Right. And it was just a picture of his mixtape that was already out like for two months, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was out for like two months. Um, so he just posted it and it's like, hey, go download it over here. So a good, a good lesson there is, you know, you got to be willing to 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 make those investments. You got to be willing yeah. to, to... Bet yeah. on yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, do, you know, do it wisely. You know, you guys chose Meek Mills when he was... Yeah. But it was uh, on a shady uh, end. So like we didn't go directly through Meek Mill. We went through... Manager. Like a manager, oh. semi manager. So we giving him the ten grand. He could he could have just cash. Right, yeah, right. he could have ran away. Cash. cash, cash, yeah. So we didn't know if it was real until yeah. You know, the and then I remember up. the deal. He was supposed to share it three times, and I think he only did it twice. twice. Yeah. So we never got the third, part, but it was worth it. You know? Right, right. And then um, then I ended up meeting his real manager. Um, I won't say his name on the podcast because it's real. Like to him, it's normal, but I don't like to say his name because. To me, the little yeah. racist. But okay. That's just the way his name is. But his last, like, um, Philly is part of the name, so we'll call him Phil. Okay. Um, but I ended up meeting Phil, right? And we became cool and, you know what I'm saying, real tight. And then we started running the business through him. And to this day, we have a great relationship, business relationship. And we work with him all the time. Yeah. So then we ended up 
getting his first interview when he got out of jail. But it's the same thing when my Mason decided to start doing interviews. I didn't go around like, hey, do you guys want to do this interview for free? So one thing that we've learned and I've learned is that um, people are always followers. It's very few that are leaders, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go, if you find that one person that people look up to, and you and you just, yo, here's the here, you give them a deal that they can't refuse. Here's ten grand for an interview, and they take that. I guarantee you, everybody around them, when you reach out, even they, they're not gonna know that you paid him, right? Oh, me, Mill did that interview. Yeah, we need to go do that. Me, my Macy's interview. Thing, yep. So I think when me, Mill started like really rocking with us, we started really like, oh shit, we're on the map. You know, and it yeah. was just other little things financially that that we started like you know, seeing you know, when Ricky got his car and finally, then, <laughs> you know, talking about the Lambo, nah, nah. oh, M four, M three, M three, okay, M three, back then, yeah, at the time, yeah. oh, yeah. before the M four, you know, it was the yeah. the motor 2011, car, 2012, something like that. It was a used M three, so, yeah. so, so, all right, so let's let's, so the money's coming in now. Yeah. My the mixtape, my, 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 yeah, my mixtape is doing starting a whole weight in the hip hop community. Okay, and and it's just really quick, so you know, if you can say it, you know, broadly, what exactly? How is somebody going to use the my mixtape app? That launch pad. What, what what is it? What is the as approach? An yeah, as an artist or even as a fan. But okay, so I mean, um, we're just a, a platform now. You know, back then we we're just an app, right? That was the platform alone. But now we're like across every, we're, our brand our is brand. big in everything, social media, uh, we have the apps, uh, the and now I think we've networked with a lot of people that can help an artist out, right, either from just making a connection or using their studio to now, you know, in 2019 we did a festival, so we're all over the place now, right, like we've brought in our, our platform, but back then you would just be an artist and you would love mm -hmm. to be on the app, right? And you would love to have the front page placement, which is like because huge. of the, all the users we have. But right? but it's, but don't they still want to do that? I know you guys are doing yeah. way more, but as an artist, they still want to reach out to yeah. my man. If they yeah. haven't hit it and they're trying to get their face yeah, out, they want us, out there. Like, they want our stamp. They and this is not us. me trying to just yeah. fucking promote you guys. No, it's it's yeah. not. It's not a, no, a yeah, so, you know selfish plug. This is like dead ass. Like yeah. I know you barely have competition. I know there's but like one it, other app or whatever. Came so like. Remember, we're still young and we're learning like business one on one, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't go to college like that. We went straight to high school, came out, and maybe did like a year in college, and we're already working on our own idea. Yeah, so we skipped <laughs> a lot of uh, like business one on one that we didn't know at the time. So if you're a cool artist or I liked you, I'll do it for free, right? Nowadays, like you know, you pay for it. That's paid promotion. That's a that's a campaign, right? Sign that we do a label. Deal. Yeah, we right. sign the artist. So back then was just a you know I'll bless you or if you're cool with me or whatever we'll meet up. Um, you will have that front page placement. You will have you know Instagram posts from us. And later down the road, as we matured and learned more business, like damn, us being cool with him and doing that made him a millionaire. Right. Because there will be artists that will do that for, and he'll go get signed the next day for you know a million dollars to million. He'll never talk to us again. Because like, we will bless them with that support, like, right? You know, us putting them on the front page. But not now. You guys see a way deeper, and it's not yeah. shady, even though we know it's shady. Yeah. Not not you guys, but the business world yeah. when it comes to this shit, yeah. especially the hip hop world and all that nonsense. Nah, but but you guys now see that yo everything has to not it doesn't have to come out of the price, yeah. but you're, you're approaching it more from a business perspective. Yeah, back then was remember just ads. We're making money off ads, right? And 
we're young kids that we're just doing something fun, right? That we love, right? Like, right. You know, like just because we're making money, <clears throat> we're still putting in hours. Like you know, Not from sleep. the morning, yeah. we'll probably. Uh, I remember my schedule being one hour, maybe an hour and a half, where I wasn't on my computer. And that was with the that was us going to the park to play ball, at, you know, the Pow or Robbie George down in Florida City, and then go back home on my computer. I'm yeah, looking at music, yeah. contacting Ricky's on the we're watching the game, but we're really still like that was now. really our life. Like um, for maybe a good four, five, six years was like just uploading music, uploading content onto the server for the app, talking to artists, like reaching out, or they will reach out to us at at a certain point. But it was all day from the time we woke up. You know, I started waking up a little bit later because our night would be longer. So maybe 11 a.m. all the way to like 2, 3 a.m., right? And that's when the artists are up. Of course, yeah. So that's we'll be when up they... all day uploading music, talking to artists. Um, you know, uh, artists usually send, used to send us just the music like one by one, a track. So putting it together, right, and renaming it, like <coughs> things like that, which was all new to us. But that was our life for a good four or five years, just straight grind morning to night on a computer. The only time we would take a break was to play basketball um, or watch the Dolphins, like watch the football games. That's it. But we'll still have that computer next yeah. time close by. So this this obviously took you guys to, to eventually another level. But the, this other level was you guys realizing that to get there and, and finalize it and stamp it and then set, you know, set the, the, the step for the next level – for whatever reason, because I know most people wouldn't want to believe it, you had to leave Miami. Yeah, and 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 it's, we don't have to break that down. You can go fucking you know look it up on YouTube if yourself if you want to. But basically, when you're involved in this music industry, especially when it comes to rap and so on and so forth, and then when you connect that to big companies and and you're talking about um, big deals and and, and um, yeah. movies and all that, you have two big hubs. And we're not talking about like New York or Chicago, who was the birth of, of hip hop. We're not talking about Miami yeah. because we got, you know, booty popping and bitches and clubs and all that. We're talking about music to make money. Your hub is Atlanta and LA. And LA. Yeah. And you guys saw that. You realized it. You, you, you were coached up on it a little bit. Yeah, you know, we were already traveling a lot to Atlanta at least four. once a month. We'll right. go out there for two, three days. So this was when I was first meeting you guys. Yeah, I bet you guys right before you started traveling back and forth there. You you were traveling already when I met no, you? No, we were traveling to Brazil. Like, that's more yes, the, yes, yeah, exactly. But the Atlanta thing was like 2015, right? Yeah, like 15, 16. Yeah, we were doing the- I think like, I was out of jail that time. Two to yeah. three days. <laughs> We're doing like two to three days, Atlanta, nothing major, maybe two days, like two days, Monday, two days. Yeah. We will go out there, move around, mingle a little that, bit. And that's another, I know you asked, like, when did you know that we were, like, kind of big? Yeah. Was those trips to Atlanta. Every time we would go, it was red carpet everywhere we went with any artist. So you're talking about uh, going to the studios with Migos, they, they will go crazy. Um, meeting up with, uh, with managers or labels or independent label, right? red carpet come out eat on us you know and we never go out but they will offer that to us right and um get our number get this and they'll reach out and help us you know and that's when i knew okay my mixes has the power to change their their make a career not just change their lives yeah. but like make them an artist for real so around this time how many downloads did you have roughly 2015 three million on the app more. i want to say way more <clears throat> because I remember I made a video. That's fucking ginormous, I remember I made a bro. video, uh, I don't know, it was like 2014, 15, that said 10 million. So I want to say wow. like over 10 million in 2014, 15. 
So where where so many people can get complacent and just ride that thing out and and then just stay hooked on the app and maybe all app app app. You guys saw more. You, like you said, you know, Danny, you've always had this this knack for for entrepreneurship and and, yeah. and hustling and, and making moves and having these ideas that other people didn't you know think about. And and obviously this is rubbed off on you, Ricky, and yep. and, and it flows within the fucking Duenas, you know bloodline. Yep. So your Juan goes to L.A. On his own or for the company? For the company. For the company. Okay. Yeah. He's there first. Now he's for my mixtape, one hundred percent. Right, he's right, right. My mixtape, yeah. Eventually, you commit to Atlanta. Well, the whole plan was for all three of us to go to LA, right? I always loved music, right? From from the ground zero, and that's why I, I came up with the idea, and and I just I saw something else in my, you know, like I said, I always see things when people don't really see it. And I'm like, if we're all in LA, you know, because we know you can get out of touch quick. Easy. Quick. I'm like, who's going to, because, okay, so this was going to be the, the real structure. <coughs> Us three to LA with our lawyer, Hector. The rest of the team, the content, the social media, the, the documentaries, Atlanta. So I'm like, we're all in LA. Who's driving the boat? Who's controlling the the soldiers? And I was like, hey, I'm I'm not going to LA. I'm going to Atlanta. You know, we got our little arguments. My brother, no, you're crazy. What you're gonna do? I'm not going over there. I said, <coughs> you know, we're not. I'm not asking you to move over there. Right. So I went to Atlanta, and to me, and we're both gonna have our opinions of you know which move was the best or whatever. But I think they were both the best. Right. Yeah, both of them had to be made. I feel like we covered ground, right? Like, especially like he said early on in the, in the on the interview, like me and him make the decisions kind of nine, nine, nine out of ten times, right? Mm -hmm. Same. So me going to LA, him in Atlanta, is like having <laughs> me in Atlanta exactly. too, or him yeah. in LA. Yeah, you know? we, you know, exactly. we, yeah. we, we, we don't bullshit. We right. don't overcommit. We don't overpromise. We don't, you know, we, we people are not going to say, those guys are bullshit. Mm. You were never from me or Rick. So I'm in Atlanta moving around, you know. And then I started my I started another company, which is the label side, the independent label. So you realize that okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Part of the, the whole my mixtape thing is the you, you see these artists who are, you know, they, they want to pay you guys or, or however the the whole shit works. Yeah. They want to put their music on on yeah. your 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 mixtape, your app. Yeah. <clears throat> Certain people, not to to uh, dumb down or, or be under be undermining any other artist, but certain artists you guys look at and you're like, damn, He's th th this one's got something special. Yeah, yeah. I want to put that extra effort into them. Yeah. And then you you again, I'm saying this loosely. You sign them not like a record because you're not a record no. uh, a label, yeah. but you sign them under your management and and then you help do whatever it is you got to do to to take them to the next tier. Correct. Which would be. Uh, a record major labor, a major label, right. things of that nature. And then obviously you would be a more in a managerial uh, uh, perspective at that point, yeah. you know, in regards to just managing them. And, but the record label is going to do this and that. So now you, you're doing this more. And as you're doing that more, I, I'm assuming, you realize the potential there. And then you decided to do your own label? We we had got a deal with Warner, Warner yeah. to do the label, right? But because I love it so much. I went like, oh, ham, yeah, oh, ham. You know, Ricky and Juan are more on the chill side. They like it, but I was, I was 
getting dirty with it. I'm in the studio. I'm at the video shoots. You know, I'm doing. And then they're like, "Why are you doing that? You're crazy. Like that's not what we signed up for. Mm. We're supposed to be executives. So our 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 not our deal, but our mentality with the deal, our perspective on it was like, whatever's popping on the app, just sign that, right? And Danny was like, no, I want to find the nitty gritty, like find an artist that does, and he's not even on the app yet. You get yeah. me? Like that type of, of artist, but you, he maybe has a following on social media because social media has a lot to do with your career now, like 95% of it, right? So Danny wanted to find the nitty gritty. What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Black Sheep Perspective Season 2. If this happens to be your first time watching or listening, please take a quick second to hit that subscribe button and tap that notification bell so that you don't miss another episode. Once again, thank you everyone out there for all the support. Speaking of the Nick Gritty. Yeah, so that was Danny's idea. Like He wanted to get an artist, really incubate him in the app, like give him the front page, push him through social media, connect studio, you know, maybe put some money in their pocket. And grow them from, you know, Zero. just pure talent. The thing you know? is, Coach, Wes, I always be, I think building my mistakes from zero has made me realize we're not going to get that fairy tale. I don't believe in no fairy tale. So I don't believe I'm going to find an artist and he's just going to be the next Michael Jackson. I just don't. Like, I don't think. You like, shouldn't believe like that. I don't yeah, believe yeah. in that. So I, I was just like, I'm not gonna do that i'm not like i'm gonna find it i'm gonna build it because i know what it took to build my mixtape exactly so when i was starting to build this i was like no i gotta get dirty i gotta get i couldn't let my success stop me or mess me up from building this new company you know from the ground because i had the money had the fame you know not the fame but the power the recognition Mm -hmm. to be calling in favors but i was like nah it's just not gonna work because I know it works. <clears throat> it's like when 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 you you when you train for a fight and you won, you know what you need, and you're about to do a big big fight. It's like I need to train like I train here. Right. This is I need to right. go train in Vegas yeah. or yeah. whatever. I know is. I know I can go to this dope ass gym, air conditioning, yeah. and train with amazing fighters who are known. But I got here by being sweating my balls off in that little fucking Ricky Dick, yeah. you know, Joe's goddamn boxing corner. Exactly. I, I get it. I definitely yeah. get it. So yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's the only like uh, like dispute that we had in between each other. Like at that point, you you and Juan weren't weren't looking at it like that. No. Yeah, I, I stayed. So I stayed in Miami. Uh, Juan went to LA. Um, more always on the tech side. So looking for these partnerships for the app. Danny's idea was, um, you know, he could take care of that. I believe I believe the same thing and then now he can kind of dedicate some time to the artist finding discovering the yeah. next artist but i'm still i'm label. still handling the soldiers for my mixtapes <clears throat> yeah so i'm doing two things i'm uh, literally working in the morning at the office with the guys and then coming home eating dinner spending some time with my son and then going to the studio for three four hours yeah right and ricky took a whole year off coach you mentioned that earlier yeah. so off off cam i did not take a year off I still had a lease here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. Lease. This kid was in live and Tussie's getting shoulder no, no. And, and <laughs> Nah, because he, he never invited me. We, 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 we were training our asses training. off. That's what we were doing. Yeah, we're train, look, this kid was working out, eating clean, and just hanging out. 
Yo, listen, every, every, every time I started training him long enough where he was looking good, he'd fucking take off to Atlanta for two weeks, nah, Brazil, Brazil for three, LA for happened, one. Coach. All right, He's so. like, Coach, business is good. I got to go here. I got to go there. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? We, we were just we're doing fine. great. So, like, all this whole story brings us to we're finally, you know, living good. Like, right, having right. cushion. Like, I can right. finally go to the store, buy pretty much whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. I go eat wherever I want, all the fancy restaurants I wanted. Oh, Danny, yeah. too, he was there right next to me the whole time. I was able to sign up at a good gym, the USC gym, and hire a trainer. And still yeah. and still want a penny pinch with me. <laughs> still want to negotiate so every time we had to do another package, bro. So... Um, I didn't take a year off. I was just enjoying of course, hard work, you of know, course, and, yeah, and what we it. did. And, and you were still active, obviously. Yeah, you, you yeah. just weren't. You just weren't on the. Uh, 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 but look, I made up for time lost in LA. Now you see. Let me tell you something, man. I, I, first of all, I always knew you guys were doing good once I got the gist of the story. This was obviously you know years ago, and um, you know. Uh, getting little bits and pieces and I remember I was training I remember Juan came down from LA yep. that time and we all yep. trained together for like a week or whatever yep. obviously I was very attached to Juice he was fun and awesome you know he's a motherfucker he's a clown but speaking of you know and 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 I know we'll we'll, we'll get back to the, the whole gist of, of the business I know that you guys hit another level when you guys and and I and I, I remember and we don't have to talk the details but I remember you guys were going to sign a huge deal with Somebody Korean? It was a Korean business or Japanese? The uh, Korean company. Korean company. Yeah. They were going to buy, it was like some one point something million dollar deal for like 10%. Yeah. Like, woo, it was just, and that's when I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody's going to pay you how much for what percentage? If they want to do that, I'm like, motherfucker, I watch Shark Tank every week. I'm like 10 <laughs> seasons in. That means your company's worth this. Like, that was like, yo, my, my boys are really, they're really doing good. Yeah. But y'all don't flaunt it like that at no, all, man. at all. Y'all are so humble. And then, and then Ricky called me one day and said, "Coach, I'm gone. Are you, are you, <laughs> are you, are you busy right now?" I was like, "No, I got a break. Why? What's up? I'm gonna pull up right now." <laughs> I was like, "All right, yo." But I was like, "No, no, no. Shut up, shut up. I want you to jump in my new car. I got the Lambo, Coach. I got the Lambo." I go, "What? All right, well, how far away from you oh, on this Lambo? I'll be there in six minutes." <laughs> so. I don't think he's full of shit. I really don't, you know, because I know you guys are 100% legit, but I'm like, I really didn't think he was going to go through with the whole Lambo thing because yeah. at the time you had the... Uh, M6, was that? the BMW. M6. The BMW, I was going to say the Audi. And um, he picks me up in this fucking super bright... What color was it? It's a white car. It was a McLaren. It was not white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's white yeah. with peanut butter. But yeah. like a pearl white, it shines. Yeah. Damn, it was white. You're yeah. right, you're right. You're right. That's white. me. I smoked too much weed. Yeah. Um, hey, I picked you up. We spun the block. Bro, I got in that shit. First of all, I don't care what anybody says. It's scary. It's uncomfortable. Fuck that. I want a truck. But I got to sit in the uh, the McLaren, which I thought it was a, a Lambo. And Ricky goes out to the main street. We're talking about 88th Street. For those of you who are from Miami, that's Kendall Drive. There's never a moment in Kendall Drive, never a moment unless yeah. it's like 4 in the morning, that you have an open strip to just fucking... And, and then fucking hit 60, 80. It's not a highway. It's, yeah. it's one of the most, con- yeah, it's, it's just so congested. Ricky pulls out right there out of the fucking plaza that the gym is at. And from, I don't know, dude, it had to be maybe three football fields. I don't even think so. I'm not sure. 
This man said, watch how fast this thing goes. Dog, there's traffic everywhere. And that man still managed to hit 65, like, in less than yeah, two and a half seconds. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Okay, it wasn't fun. For you, for me, it was good. It wasn't fun because it's Miami, and then these motherfuckers drive like idiots, and everybody's on their phone, and it yeah. wasn't about I don't trust Ricky driving this, you know, this this car and how fast it is. It's he was going so fast, and you feel the whiplash, you feel the fucking like you're on a goddamn roller coaster, oh. you know, your soul just is left behind. <laughs> and I'm just imagining any one of these abuelos, come pingas, whoever would just fucking and here he is, and and we're dead because we're so low yeah, to the ground. Is, yeah. That shit is not known for like extra protection, like like a uh, no, no, no. yeah, like one of these F one like paper. Yeah, yeah, no, paper. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Paul um, Walker, Paul and, Walker. Yeah. and you know th those things are not protected to survive. Yeah. So yeah, I shit it, and I was like, all right, Rick, all right, man, yeah, that's great, take man. Me back. Take me that back. was awesome, dude. I got a client coming in. Can you please <laughs> take me back, bro? I'm happy for your success. Anyhow, so um, on that note, though. You guys are obviously doing good. You know, life's a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. We don't need to we don't need to gloat about, you know, your riches because you guys aren't like that. But what I do want to know, and I think fans out there like to hear this type of stuff. What was like little, 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 little unforeseen reminders, little not fanboy moments, mm -hmm. but where you came across somebody, you met somebody that took you to this restaurant, to this house, you met uh, you were sitting here minding a business at a damn restaurant, and here comes this awesome soup. I don't know. What were some moments where it was like, yo, that was Fulano who we just yeah. did this with? For, who we for just me, went it was to. never, to be honest, it was never really in Florida or Miami. Just because those type of people that we need to be around in the music entertainment aren't out here really, right? So out here was more like just shopping, eating, right? Uh, going to these stores, buying like, you know, what was the trend, the Yeezys or uh, the nice shirts or whatever. I didn't start seeing that side until I really got to L.A., which was uh, after Juan and Danny moved, right? So I was living here in Florida by just, you know, my parents on the street. Um, but once I got out there, yeah, I was next to um, a bunch of people like uh, Ice Cube, his son, you know, really good friends, playing ball at his house, going to his studio. That was a fun moment. Um, becoming friends with Chris Jordan, who you met. Um, Dope like, ass, super, the super agent. agent. Yeah, yeah man, real cool guy. Um, which is great, like a great friendship friendship that we have because uh, there's no, like, he knows I don't need anything from him and uh, he doesn't need nothing from me, right? So, like, we just became friends and, you know, and he just brings me around the people that he works with a lot, right? Or right. or, or uh, represents, right? So, you know, going to Coachella, you know, getting backstage passes to wherever we wanted to go, I was able to see any artists I wanted or uh, hang out with them, Um and meeting other people that are on our same level, which is what I like, you know, meeting people around my age that are also a success and grind it out, you know, however they did it, yeah. you know, um, and becoming friends with them, you know, which is hard because when you're in L.A., um, you guys just kind of do business and that's it, right? It's just like right. a mutual friendship. I, yeah, I know him, you know, just a name drop. Is that is that a weird thing that's pretty common over there? It I mean, is, I know yeah, you're more, more in LA like than name, Atlanta. It's more like a name drop, like oh, like you know, I know, yeah, I know Ricky. Like, well, I know, I mean, like more. Is it a little? Um, hmm, am I using the term right? Is it is it is it superficial? Is it is not fake? Not fake. Everybody fakes it to make it. I mean, like, are people are people cold hearted? Where it's like, I'm not really trying to vibe with you. I'm just trying to see where your connections are. I mean. It's hard for Does that me make sense? Does that make does, sense? It does, it does, 100%. Okay, okay. And I, I think I'm... for other people, it is. 
but I don't know if I, it's just a lot of people get along with me that be like, look at that example, face. I mean, look, just for example, <laughs> like, like, so me and Chris will go out somewhere and he'll introduce me to, you know, a friend of his and then I'll become friends with that person. Like I wouldn't need Chris to be around them and to hang out. It's a hang out. Like they will hit me up on their own, you know, and that, that's how friendship grows. Right. Right. We're, right. We're, and it became like that. So I started, he, he introduced me to Cube's son. Daryl and you know we just start hitting it off like you know he'll invite me to play basketball right um you know numerous times or just go to the studio listen to his artists or play video games right I don't know if they're like that towards other people but with me like you know it's just a friendship but Alex is uh, another friend that he introduced me to the same thing you know we'll kick it watch TV watch the the finals together eat pizza talk about cars go out whatever you know like uh, and I these got, are like I do, yeah. real well connected people, like exactly. top executives that don't, you know. Yeah, they'll ask me a question here and there, and I'll ask them, you know, about certain stuff either in music or real estate, right? But they just pretty much want to hang out, you know. They really see me as a friend. I see them as a friend, and it's mutual. And they know I, they can bring me around whoever, and I'm not gonna freak out, right? Yeah. So right. you know, they invited me to houses, thirty-five million dollar houses, and you know, we're on the backyard chilling and playing football. Or, that's what's up. Wow. Fantasy draft, you know, right? Or, or even at, uh, inviting me to their fantasy uh, teams, league. you know, yeah, their league. Yeah. So yeah. I was able to join two of them. Right, one is a sixty thousand dollar jackpot. What's the buy-in? Five k. Fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but, Goddamn. But but I'm in second place. So whoa, that's this season. Yeah. That's is that because you got the Dolphins on your team? No, that's because I got. A bunch of everybody did yeah. some real good moves there. Cool. Yeah. I did some good drafting. Are you playing fantasy then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Low-key, a low-key low league. Yeah. yeah. This ain't much. Oh, yeah. shit. Thanks, guy. Yeah. Black market ass fucking <laughs> black market fantasy football. Yeah. Danny, so in Atlanta, obviously, and, and it's not that it can't, it can't go that way because there's plenty of stars of all yeah. levels that live in Atlanta, yeah. but you're obviously more on the ground. Like you said, you're more on yeah. the ground. You're, you're here, you know, uh, overlooking staff that's over there that's doing the groundwork, meeting the meeting the the, the, the talent, the artists, a lot of them rappers, yeah. um, going. There. I remember I used to be like, "Yo, what kind of why you got to go out with them at three in the morning? Why why do you yeah. got to do that? Why can't yeah. you just?" I mean, I try to. Separate. It was more juice and people juice, back yeah, then, but he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he calmed down with that. Yeah, right? he calmed down. You yeah, know, he, he, but it, but that is part of the the, the line of work. It's not correct, to get so correct. involved, but to build that bond just, of like, yo. And and the thing is, if. if you're not willing to get your hands dirty. Yeah, yeah, man. You're not. Gonna, you're gonna miss out. Yeah. You're gonna miss out. So, like me in Atlanta, I'm more. So here's here's how the music industry works. You have New York, L.A. That's the business in the music. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is where the music's created, right? So this is where you're gonna meet the manager, the artists, the labels, the engineers. You know all that. LA and New York is where they cut the check, right? So that's why Ricky says we, you know, we we pretty much have cover ground, cover both grounds, right? And then my other brother there, our lawyers there. So Atlanta, I'm more like, okay, if I want to go talk to the dude that runs quality control, I can go meet with him, you know. Or if I want to go meet with the guy that runs TIG, I can go call fly, you know. Or there might be another independent label, another art, or even if they're not from Atlanta, they're in Atlanta. Every major artist in the hip hop community has a house in Atlanta. They move there, you know. That's and right. a lot of a lot of this stuff is that it, it, we're, that's why we're able to go get the exclusives, go get an interview, go because we're there, you know. 
And then you have the employees. You want to meet with them. You want to, you know, have conversations and tell them what's going on, ask them how they're feeling, what they think. And, you know, so that's more where I'm at. Um, obviously, you know, like, like I said, the artists are there. So I might run into little baby at a concert. What's up? You know, he remembers me. Say what up? Keep it moving. You know, or I might run into 6-4, the manager to Adrian Broner and Gervonta. You know, we have a relationship for over six years. You know, we used to sponsor AB. Now he's Gervonta's manager, you know. So so, so being being this involved, and I know that obviously you guys, when you guys share everything in regards to, you know, if we sign somebody, uh, if you're trying to produce anybody, whatever that is, you, that falls under your whole umbrella of the doing yes. Yeah. Um, but... You're a little bit more hands-on in Atlanta. There's a lot more, dare I say, bullshit going on in Atlanta yeah. versus L.A. Correct. You, you, you're in the industry. You get deeper and deeper from the connections and all that, and then you start realizing also, God damn, these rappers yeah. just don't know how to fuck to pull out of certain situations. They don't know, they don't know when to say no. Right. They, they stay tied, this and that. It's, it seems like a really... Um, not weird, but difficult spot to be in. And prime example can be like, uh, and I've never heard of him until you guys, King Von, uh-huh. um, who the rapper who just died. He was up and coming. He was you know looked upon as going to be one of those next you know yeah. big big superstars on that tip. Correct. Not my music, not all that, but whatever. I, I'm I'm 43 years old. Who the fuck am I? Um, but you guys are involved in that. And this guy just, you know, he gets murked in, over a fight that becomes a shootout that involves the cops and opposing rapper, opposing gang, opposing whatever. You told me some stories. You guys told me some stories. Matter of fact, you actually told me a story. We don't need to name drop anybody, but one of your rappers, um, one of your signed artists was involved in, and it wasn't even his fault per se, but he was involved in a shootout. No, no, no. It was his fault. They were yeah. trying to kill him. Well, I'm saying you're right, but I'm saying he didn't do anything. No, no, no. Yeah, they were right. looking for him. Right. Yeah. 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 Of course, of course, he's part. Of, he's the only reason they were doing that. Right. So somehow, opposing gang members or whatever this yeah. group knew that he was in this rental, this whatever. Right. This is just how serious it is. Now, obviously, oh, yeah. you're always both of you, all of you, are getting reality checks when it comes to uh, whether you meet the right person or you see some shady shit or you get offered something you didn't think yeah. or you or this guy gets a drive-by put on him. Correct. So there's a drive-by that happened not too long ago on one of your artists while they were in Atlanta? Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. City. Correct, for sure. And, and major drive-by to the extent where they ruled, they, they, they ruled, the they ruled the Escalade Total. totaled. Yeah. Or like and, and we were... Shot, I think. And Gosh, I mean, 50 shots fired. 50 shots fired. That's a hell of a fucking commitment by somebody else to try to kill somebody else. Correct. That's real deal gang shit, almost mafia shit, almost yeah. whatever. Yeah. When you see that type of shit, Danny and Reiki, and you guys are involved, like, damn, dog. Like, I, I, what goes through your head in regards to, hey, can that come my way? Hey, should we be more, um, you know, like, kind of like Bill Belichick. Should I fucking, should I pick up Antonio Brown when I know he's a loose yeah, cannon? And yeah. then, boom, what happens? Antonio Brown gets all kind of issues. and then Coming from Homestead, we've always had to look over our back, right? Because... Mm-hmm. You just, there's gangs, there's crews, you know what I'm saying? There's people, like, and, and it's just, you always got to, it's, it's hood. You know, it's yeah. the hood. It's, right. You know, like, I think at one point it was the, the, the most dangerous city in Florida, Homestead, Florida. Okay. So I've always had that, 
Uh-huh. Who's that? Boom, boom. It's just always been in me. Always. Don't don't get too close to the car at the light. But we don't do no bad business, right? But so, but we always move very, very, very careful. Like you know, even when we're on the ground up and coming, and we could afford security. Okay, let's hire this security so he can move around with it. So you know, like when I when I and you know this because I asked you uh, for a favor. Um, we don't book studios where it's right. You know, more than one room because then you might have the opposition in the other room or. This guy doesn't like this guy. That's a real. That's a real reality check of, of someone who's getting deeper into the, the the music game in regards to having artists and and what comes under it. Because you know you you, you guys are trying to go the more entrepreneur route. I don't want to say corporate route because yeah, that correct. sounds executive. Yeah, executive, right? Yeah. Where where hey man, you worked your you worked your ass off. You shouldn't be dealing with this. Or doing this. The thing is, you never know. Of course. The studio is supposed to be a safe place, but no, you just never know. So I just take the precaution of, you know what, let's just go ahead and book a, a private studio where it's just a one room, you know? And a lot of executives that already made it, that have had that hit, which I haven't had yet or we haven't had yet, they're able to afford private studios. They're able to move right. differently, yeah. right? I'm the executive. I'm going to protect, yeah. protect the artist. And most importantly, I'm going to make sure it's safe for me to come there. Right. So if I'm coming to the studio, I might hire two security. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Right now, I'll probably hire one. Security moves around me. He has his AR with him, bulletproof vest. He's going to get out the car first, make sure there's nobody there. He's going right. to walk me to the studio. He's going to walk me out the studio. He's going to come outside first, make sure there's nobody. Yeah. You know, he's going to sit on the passenger so side. That's cr- so that's crazy. I, I love that you're saying all that, and especially in those details, because to anybody listening, you know, I know sometimes I see some of the shit that these... I don't follow, you know, the rap and all that stuff. Like, it's, it's got nothing to do with me. But I'm then again, I don't even watch regular TV. I just watch documentaries and YouTube shit or whatever. But anyhow, to people who are into that, I'm sure that they must question the validity behind some of the, the shit that you see in regards to like, oh, rapper this, or I'm really, I'm a real gangster, I'm this, I'm that. But then you, you right now, you're really witnessing, damn, this, this dude hasn't even hit it. He's not even nobody just yet like that. And yet he's got this beef on a level that somebody sprayed fifty fucking bullets yeah. into a rental yeah. in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. I kind of that's kind of a big reality check of you know the yeah, type of you know. It's like a you know it's hard. It's like a, a you gotta tread lightly, right? Yeah, man. So it could be like he said, it could happen to any artist. Like he could just say something on his own personal Instagram and maybe this or you know say something bad about someone else and it's on. That's it. And next that's time it, they're yeah. looking for you. Or from what I found out with that artist, he was teasing the opposition through Instagram. Like, D- they're DMing each other, right? I found this out probably three weeks before that shooting happened, and I was around him. And I'm like, damn, he's teasing this guy, and he's not even telling us, so I can at least – I'm already looking over my shoulder, but at least yeah, I yeah. can get away. Right, right. right. And and then um, he shows me his phone, and they're talking about killing each other on Instagram. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Right, I'm already super careful with you, but you're not even ta- you're taking it as a joke. Yeah. Like that's like he's he doesn't care if he dies, you know. Yeah. I value my life, and and yeah. we shouldn't even be in this position. But we know, like, if because he could be the next, you know, right. Tupac, and we right. all make it, you know. So we have to invest our time, and we have to be there because our opinion matters. Yeah, right, right. Our opinion oh. matters on on the music and you know all those other decisions. And then I, I I think in Atlanta, I have real good friends that are very heavy in the streets 
and you might not notice it. They'd be very professional, you know, mm-hmm. very entrepreneur, but they're very respected in the streets. So I grew a lot of friendships with these, with a couple of them. Maybe like come to my studio, private studio, gated, and everybody knows that's that's the boss's friend. Like don't mm-hmm. fuck with him, you know. That's his friend, like real friend. So <coughs> you know, I feel safe there. You know, I can go there. I can bring my artists there, use their studio, and I know nobody's gonna fuck with it because yeah. it's private, gated. You know, but still, I'm always cautioned. You know, I, I I'm I'm concealed. I have my my license, so. But you just never know. You still got to be. Yeah, I was actually talking to Rick about that, about having this concealed. I didn't know he had his concealed and everything. I was like, yeah, you need to have that on you at all times. Yeah. I wish I could have mine. Obviously, I can't. But um, I don't know how somebody can. I just had that dispute with, um, I don't know who who the fuck was I talking to. I I know I was with a a group of female friends, and I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Like, why wouldn't you go do it? Oh, because I can never see myself pulling the trigger on somebody. Well, well, that's what you train for. You train Everything's repetition, you know. You, you, yeah. if you train yourself to shoot like this and this and that, yeah, of course. If if you shit in your pants, the minute somebody attacks you, you yeah, might never do everything you train yeah, for. Yeah. But you have no chance if you've never trained for it. Exactly. At least train how to hold a gun, yeah. train some extreme yeah. you know, measurements. And um, anyhow, I'm glad that you you guys at least you know uh, you're not just depending on security and hey, uh, we're cool, we're good, we're all that. Oh know? yeah, like we have so many artists tell us, come to the hood, you're good, and I. I don't want to toot our own horn, but I think me and Rig and my brothers always had a little a good head on our shoulder to see more than what people say. So, you know, you have someone come to my hood, you're good. We'll be like, but you can't even keep your friends alive. Right. Your, your homeboy just get killed there on the street, so we don't believe the hype. Yeah. You know, or we don't go to somebody's hood and disrespect it, or we don't go around with our chest like, oh, if y'all... We're gangsters. We're from Homestead. Yeah, uh, we don't get we don't get involved in any of the politics now. Right, and, and it's you know my mixtape is, is bigger than it is now, and it's not just a platform. Like it has a, a, a brand. powerful brand and voice. So like our like for example, our Instagram has over a million followers. Like me and him could go on there and talk all the shit we want about whoever we don't like or whoever like right. You know, and we don't do it. We stay out of it. You know, and that that's helped us a lot and it's benefited us a lot that we're. We keep our opinions to ourselves, obviously, yeah. but we we yep. uh, we stay out of it. You know, we're more on the executive, like you said. Right, right. Which which is a great decision. It's coming. It's kind of like um, you know, uh, shout out to Joe Rogan. He's always talking about. He tells a lot of his of his guests. Yeah. You know, they're they're all in some shape or form famous and and great followings. Whoever it is, give or take whatever thousand or millions, and he'll tell them, bro, why why, why do you still? Why do I see you responding to? Fans, yeah. fans will, will irk you on, or you know, fans will talk some shit, and then here you are, like you know, fuck you and your mother too, and whatever the hell, and I don't believe this, and I'm right, and I'm your left, and and Joe's like, oh, I, I don't, I don't, you know, and, and and some of his closest friends, you know, on his podcast have been like, come on, Joe, you don't look at none of it. I go, he says, look, maybe maybe the first fifty, yeah, and I still will never respond, and after the first yeah. fifty, I look away because they come on, man. You're gonna entertain the bullshit. You got pe- haters. They're just gonna hate. You got this. You got that. Like you, you can't, can't so far. You didn't get here by entertaining that bullshit. You know yeah, you, you, yeah. you didn't. And 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 I guess sometimes depending on your fame or, or your riches or whatever next level shit you hit, it gets the best of some people. You know it really does. And again, 
you guys had such a great upbringing with your dad and seeing what hard work and 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 not metido metido en la mierda, you know, yeah. be all up in other people's mixes, right. being humble and all that. It's played a huge role. It's played a yeah. huge role on, oh, yeah. on where all, all of you guys time. are at. I told my dad all the time. I was just telling him, like, man, like if it wasn't for you, like, I don't know where we'd be at. Because he was he was hard on us, but he just taught us little things that were just that helps me so much now. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, as a father, like, you know, he always used to tell me, Don't be a follower, be a leader. Don't be a follower, be a leader. You know, and that's helped me make decisions in life that's like, I'm not gonna follow what everyone's doing. I'm gonna just yeah. keep my course, keep my and it's in it. It might not show at that moment, but two years or a couple months later, be like, damn, I made the right decision, you know, or like he always like, he just didn't, he didn't, he didn't take no bullshit from us. Like it was like, hey, 8 a.m., get up, go clean the yard, go, yeah. like, we're going to build the fence. So we knew what hard work labor yeah. was. You know what I'm saying? We're out there. Y'all know what Miami is. It's Pudo uh, Coral. Yeah. Yeah. And we're out there in the oh, back, man. me and Ricky, 15 yeah. year old, 14 year old, boom, doing holes, party yeah. like. 20 feet of fence. So if people, if it, when, when when Danny just said that, when he says, y'all know what Miami is, if you're not from Miami, even if you're from Miami, if you never fucking dug a hole deep enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you, you yeah. little yeah. silver spoon-fed motherfucker, yeah. then you don't understand that just a foot and a half, probably yeah. deepest, maybe two, With if the that, the pala, you're the... not hitting dirt no more. It's all rock. coral rock. Rock. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Black Sheep Perspective. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you guys, man. You guys rock. You really do. We've made it this far. We're in season two right now. I got a great line of guests coming up. There's been a lot of modifications and moderations to what we've been doing and working on, and it's just getting better and better. And a lot of it's because of you guys and the feedback that I get, the emails, the messages, the comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please keep them coming. Please spread the word. And we look forward to giving you many, many more podcasts. Big shout out to my close friend, Gus, from Adamsivia Bonds. This brother right here has been helping people get out of bad situations quick, fast, and in a hurry. We've all experienced it, or at least know someone close who has had some kind of mishap occur to them that landed them in jail unexpectedly. And with the craziness going on in our world today, with the continuous changes of rules and regulations, why not have one of the most reliable bondsmen in the state of Florida on your side? Feel free to reach out to my brother, Gus, from Adamsivia Bondsman. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, so again, so like if you guys, okay, so I guess it's be, I'm not trying to sound like I'm geographical because I don't, I don't know all the fucking details, but over here in Miami, we have a lot of coral rock. Underneath. Underneath. Like our peninsula, maybe not, I don't know how far north, but our peninsula, and please don't fucking blast on me if I'm wrong. This is what I'm assuming. But our peninsula is very islandish, and we just got a lot of coral rock under okay. us. So when you start digging too deep of a hole, especially on the Miami coast, the yeah. east coast of the peninsula, when you go to, to more towards the west or in the central, it's different. But yeah, like in Orlando, oh, it's like all sand. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that yeah. if you go that deep. Yeah, you go to Orlando. Kissimmee. You can dig any kind of hole in five seconds. Yeah. Well, in Miami, you're going to hit coral rock, and it's so hard. So and, when and Danny is, was... This is what gives me mad, knowing that what I know now is that we used to do it manually, right, with the, with the pico. Yeah. Pala, right? We'll be there all day. Where it's like, <laughs> I've done it, right? dog. I've done it so many times. But knowing that we know now, you can go rent a machine. Yeah. $20, and you would have had it done in five minutes. But Not 20 but yeah, for my sure. My dad wanted yeah. us like to do of course. it. Yeah. yeah. And it goes to everything he made us do. The roofing, you know, yep. with, with yep. hammer, <laughs> yep. with the hammer and nail, when you could have got the gun. 
unfortunately, man, that doesn't happen much. Yeah. Or not like it should nowadays, you know. And I know I know that makes yeah. it sound like we're old, but it's not yeah. that. It's just a lot of social media influence, obviously, a lot of technological influence. You know. and, and I think um people people are not trying to teach their kids like yo the labor. The, hard, the labor or hard work. They you know what I'm saying? And I think you need to. You need to let them know you fuck up and don't listen. You don't do the right thing. You might end up doing this forever. <laughs> you need to do, you know what I'm saying? You need to pay attention because, I mean, I remember me and Rick going to the Keys to do She Rock with my dad, like, in the house. You know what I'm saying? Just to, hey, right. make a couple bugs. I used to pack, I used to work at a packing house for two days. Well, you know, even, even if it's, like, my brother, my niece, you know, shout out to my niece, Demaya. She's my heart and soul. <laughs> my brother's an amazing dad, and and you know he's good. He's yeah. good. His money's good. Yeah. Everything's good. You know, house paid off. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um. But when he does any kind of project, he's frugal. Which whatever. That's cool. Good for him. You know. You said that earlier that you yeah. are too. And looking yeah. at you know amount of money you got. He. But that's not a bad thing if you're like. It's not that I can't afford it. I can afford it times ten. Yeah. But I should have the fucking. The Ghana in me to yeah. do it on my own. I'm not Correct. some lazy fuck. Correct. Let me do it on my own. And guess what? I'm going to do it and I'm going to ask my daughter, what's up? You want to want to help yeah. that out? Yeah. Come on, let's go. So my niece, she's well off on both sides. And she gets her hands dirty. Yeah. And yeah. she gets in on whatever grind. And, 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 and so that's one of those things. So it's like. I'm happy to say that we're able to build fences. You know, we did multiple routine. Yeah. Um, she rock like. Yeah, y'all shared those experiences. Yeah, we did it together. Hands yeah. cut up, you know, blisters all the whole night, yeah. right? Cut the yard. I had a, I had a girlfriend one time. Not the best example, and, and <laughs> whatever. She was young. Yeah. And um, obviously that plays a role. But the the example that I'm using is, she was she she already turned. <laughs> this sounds horrible. She she just turned 21. <laughs> I'm gonna get ridiculed for this shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll post this shit anyways. Um, yo, it blew my mind. When I told her, I said, hey, babe, I'm going to be stuck at work all day. I got a, literally a 10-hour shift. I had 10 clients. You know, I was, I think I might have been training you at that time. Yeah. I was balling. I was working my ass off. I was, yeah, I, no I one was putting in more hours than me. Starting yeah. 6 a.m., right? All the way, all the way to like 9 p.m. Like, yeah, that was your last Yeah, time. dude, I'm trying to tell you. I was, nobody was doing more hours than me at work because yeah. I was about that life, you know. And I told her, I said, hey, do me a favor. I need you to take the truck to the um, to the mechanic and just get the the, the tire uh, uh, fixed. Okay. She's like, but I don't. I never done that before. I was like, yo, all, all you gotta do is just pull up on Tire Plus and just say, hey, this tire has a a, a hole in it. Yeah. I need it. But why don't we just do that tomorrow? I was like, yo, what the. F- what the fuck? Did you just not hear? I gotta I gotta work ten hours a day. I don't get off until this. Tonight's movie night. You wanna do movie night with me? <laughs> Tomorrow I gotta get back up at five in the morning. Like, what are you talking? I need this done. Like, meet me in the middle. Anyhow, long story short, shame her parents <laughs> who never had her do anything of that or experienced that, where she would have been like, Okay, I got you. I got you. Oh yeah, 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 man. My, yeah, car my, wash, man, my dad, car my, wash detail. My, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad took me to the to the whatever plenty of times. Yeah, you know, I used yeah. to sit there with my dad while while the mechanic did. She knew nothing, dog. It got worse than that. Hey, everything was reality check. Again, I know I shot myself in the foot. She was a lot younger. Who am I to expect too much more? But still, shame on the parents. Like, yo, what are you doing for your kids? Yeah, bro. I asked her one time. 
to put air in the tire on her own. And she said, I don't know how to do that. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm like, that, to me, that's mind-blowing. I don't yeah. know if you've never even looked at a tire, bike, bicycle tire, whatever. Do you, you know it has a little tuito. Yeah. It has a little fucking how, to, how, how did that balloon become a balloon? Somebody had to blow air in it, right? Yeah. So where, well, how fucking dumb are you? No, not an insult to her, yeah. but just how dumb are you? My tire's low. Can you please take it to the gas station and put air on it? Babe, I've never done that before. Okay, it's all good, babe. All you got to do is this and this and that. But, babe, I'll just wait till you get off of work. But, you know, there shouldn't be an excuse now with YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. YouTube thing. on the fly, pull it to the gas station. And that was two years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's not, yeah. It's not it's like old school. So there was no YouTube. times two. It's times two. Three. But, yeah, man. So, but it's good to see that Um, at the end of the day, you're fucking your parents... And their hard work ethic, yeah. especially your dad and, and, and the Mexican culture yeah, and, and that and that grind, it plays such a big role to where you guys are at now. Yeah. Let's super fast forward, guys. I know you're doing more moves. I know that right before COVID came, I remember we were talking about by then Danny and you were been in Atlanta doing good. Rick had already went to California. You guys were gonna do a, a festival. We yeah. did one, Rick. You you did yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be there. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Um <laughs> But you guys did a festival, and this became something new that you wanted to start doing, and, and it was looking it great. Just, it just became obvious. Like, uh, again, it goes back to the, the brand being, uh, you know, a huge platform and, you know, an audience that we can reach out to. So, uh, again, being in L.A., and shout out Chris again. He introduced me to Johnny Schumann, who's uh, the head of AEG Touring, right? And I'll run into him, you know, multiple times. I'll see him, you know, at dinner or, like, at an event. Then I I went to Coachella two week the two weekends in a row and I saw him all six days right because it's Friday Saturday Sunday and the next week again the last day you know every time I would see him he'd be like hey um <coughs> let's, let's talk festival like let's do something and again the next day we'll see him again and then the last day going in he he said uh hey I'm serious like let's get on a call next week so I'm like cool um I let Chris know we got on a call uh he knew everything about my mixtapes. Like, it's like if he saw this interview, right? That's awesome. And he's like, look. He did his work. He knew, he really knew he wanted to get involved with you because he did his work. So we get on the call and he starts it off like this. Like, hey guys, I know everything my mixtapes do. You don't have to explain anything. Nice. Like, let's just go straight to it. Like, I want to give you guys a festival. What city do you guys want to do? Right? Because that matters. And, you know, me and Danny brainstormed, you know, Atlanta or LA. And we came up in the middle. Dallas, right? Uh, Because of Texas. We do a lot on South by Southwest, which is in Austin, not that far from Dallas. So, all right, we found common ground, a uh, venue, and then now talking logistics and money, right? So, they Eats. gave us a budget. Yeah, they, they gave us a one-off. Like, let's see what you guys do. And um, we are able to uh, sell it out, right, two weeks before. And be profitable. And be profitable, which was huge. Uh, no one could believe like that, that they gave us a huge venue to begin with. Usually, they start you off with 2,000 cap, right? Mm. And... um. They gave us 4,600, 4,700, I think, or 5,600. Sure, like yeah. 5,000, you know. So they gave us a 5,000 cap of venue, huge, hard tickets, which um, any artist will tell you is the hardest thing to do. It's not a club. You know, a club, people could be going there for the music, and you happen to walk through and, you know, and make it seem like everyone came for you, right? Yeah. This is like a hard put-together show, uh, live performance with uh, production. Production means a huge stage, lights, fog, fire, Disco ball, the whole nine, right? Projection. um, And then, you know, me and Danny went back, and because of my mixtapes, we were able to figure out what artists work with us. 
we know, you know, from our past experiences, who to work with, um, the relationships that we have. Danny picked up the call, made some amazing calls, right? No, and like I, like I always say, I get down and so we book money by yo, and you know, I'm calling their, their CEO, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm like, where you at? I'll meet up with you. Oh, I'm at the mall. You know, a lot of executives would be like, ah, you know, <coughs> I'm not gonna man. go. Like, you know, like I'm pulling up to the mall, having the meeting with him while he's shopping. Like, what do you want? Like, let's do this. I'll give you this, and I'll do this. All right, cool. Let's lock it in. So, um, you know, thanks to some, like, the few phone calls that you had to do, you had to have the lineup already, right? Yeah. Um, which were huge artists, and they're the money draw, right? It's just like a fight. You got to have a, a good headliner. Of course. You know, right. you know, if it's pay-per-view, no one's going to tune in. If it's free, maybe. So this is a pay show, um, a lot of money involved. It was a no-risk deal, which was perfect on our end, but we always want to deliver. Of course. And we know that if we succeed, you know, beyond, you know, our expectations, there's going to be more down the line. There's no reason, right? So uh, Danny brought the co-headliner and probably the rest of the headliners, and then um, I made a crazy phone call to lock in the headliner, Meg the Stallion. Me and Danny had to activate our uh, This before she got had. shot. Yeah. Yeah, before she got shot, yeah. <laughs> um, we activated a mutual friend that we had, Bobby. Shout out Bobby in Atlanta. And uh, he was on tour with her because she was a part of the Future Tour, and he's, you know, on Future's uh, team. So called, yeah, we called him, uh, say, hey, I need a huge favor. Like, when you see Meg <laughs> get off the stage or whatever, ask her to do our show. We already threw in offers for her, right? Um and he did it. He called me one day like, hey, she said she's going to do it. I just talked to her. And within three minutes, I got an email. That's how, like, yes. it wouldn't have worked any other way because an artist like her, of her status, she's getting offers maybe yeah. every 10 minutes right. Right, we'll from all over the show. world. I'll do my festival. So a lot, a lot of that goes back to building that network of, uh, yeah. not friendships, but those people who are like, yo, my mixtape never did me dirty. They've always exactly. been there. But These some people of them have there. become friendships. Like Bobby. Oh, yeah, right, right, Bobby, right. Bobby, we know him for like eight years. Yeah. You know, but, so, Ricky moved to L.A. Bobby's from Atlanta. Bobby gets back in the game, in the music side. He starts traveling to L.A. And Ricky's like, come on. Yeah, open Yo, all the doors. Meet this guy. Oh, I even was like, hey, Bobby, meet STEM distribution company boom they do the meeting at my office boom connect them right there futures mom comes in there they have the whole meeting right there ricky's taking them to me aeg mate so <coughs> why wouldn't you want to help him yeah. this guy just connect open right, 20 right. doors for you that it probably would have right. took you two three years to get to or more or never you know? and did it at no price just did it organically yeah, yeah. You know? right so some you? of these people like um they don't like hanging out or even talking to other people right and is uh uh, because I'm in there, I'm able to bring them in, right? And it's just like anything. If uh, I bring you around certain people, they get that vibe off of you, you're good. Like, yeah. you know, they'll probably follow you on Instagram right away. But if they don't, they don't want to see you, you know, they'll let you know, right? But Bobby, everyone loved him. I was able to bring him, like, to the Lakers game, sweet box with my friends and introduce him to everyone, you know? And um, he saw that. He was grateful for it. And he got to meet Ice Cube, too, and, and the other actors from Friday. And finally, when I needed something, I called them. He delivered, right? That's and it was a huge, yeah. huge, huge um, move that we needed to do. And we sold out the show, you know, with the lineup that we were able to put up. 
we came up under budget. We spent way less than what they gave <coughs> us because of the relationship we have with the artists. We were able to structure certain things. So they're taking less than their, their fee, right? Even Meg the Stanley took less. And um, we sold out, uh, this is December, sold out all the hard tickets. We sold out all the tickets in such a fast time that, you know, production gets tickets, right? Radio station gets tickets. Um, friends and family get tickets. Right. AEG needed tickets to sell. They knew they could put anything online, it will sell, right, at whatever price. So they started taking tickets back. They started calling the radio station. Hey, how many you have? How many we gave you? Wow. We're taking back. Like, it became that right. draw of a show. It was so huge. <clears throat> and um, day of the show, uh, no hiccups. Everyone came. Oh, yeah. Sold out. Amazing good. time. We had people lining up from 9 in the morning. So you show these people that, that we you, got, you guys can kill it when kill you do it this. And on the corporate side, which is, you know, a lot harder. Handle and business. And then, yeah, they handled it accordingly, yeah, right? Really, yeah. so, but then COVID hit. So COVID yeah. hit, but in between um, March from when COVID hit, me and Dan, Danny was in L.A., and we uh, had, we sat down with Johnny again. We had dinner and Chris, and uh, we structured, like, you know, another deal. Uh, four more shows we're supposed to do this year, right? And this time make it a tour kind of and bring it around the country. So it's going to be Atlanta, or Dallas again, L.A., and maybe like Denver. So in due time, that's gonna pop back up. I yeah. I, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I feel like that's gonna be a yeah. while. Yeah, I mean, um, but whatever, it's there, obviously. Yeah. But but I, I want to ask you this though: COVID, did it hurt y'all? No, no, no. We're we're digital, and we've always which if anything, it might have helped y'all because it forces yeah. people to get more in tune with you with know whatever's music, going digital on digitally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. so like on the my mainstay side, like our shit just jump like it's going yeah. crazy social media is going crazy and the label is picking up you know independently so i would say we we're very blessed at this moment right now like mm -hmm. with both of our companies and you know the festival you know it's not shut down it's just things Postpone, open back yeah. up yeah. we know we know how to do it we've done we it proved it like we ricky was telling me when we were training a couple days ago um it's just for the for the company, not for you guys. For uh, uh, AEG, AEG, it it doesn't make sense to force a, a, a festival that's going to be a, a according to the the, the guidelines, Correct. because that is not going to allow them to put enough people in there to make money to make money, or, or yeah, and it'll probably be a fiasco, and they'll probably break you know codes, and then it'll be stupid. So, yeah. Mace told us to not do it now, but we we know you you guys know that. It's going to happen once yeah. you guys open back up yeah. and you guys have the following, you have the structure, yeah. you have the professionalism, which, which is dope. Um, what are, who are some, I mean, uh, I'm asking this for the fans because I don't know, minus that young girl that you guys put me on who I think she's fucking awesome. Who are some artists that you guys are fucking with on a personal level, whether you signed them or not? That people can look out for, that people can you know look up, listening to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you guys are putting a little bit of extra effort into. Um, on the independent label, like you will have like um, Carmen Mena and me and Ricky are very hands on. We're working with her right now. That's a Chicago girl. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I work with another kid named Elvi. Elvi the God also from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Super dope. Um, who was the Latino who came to Miami that uh once on LV. Friday? Oh, oh, that's that he was supposed oh, okay. to come. No, that was another kid that Ricky was just scoping out and just wanted to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wasn't on Latino, though. Yeah, he's from oh, Jacksonville. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, it was just, okay. you know, like, so in music, you have to do this. Uh, A&R flying a few artists, or you fly out to them, but better than kind of you, and uh, just put them to the test. Like, hey, I got some beats. 
get on it, see, it, see how fast they work, which is a huge like importance because they can't write a song or freestyle a song. You know, writing they could learn, but if they can't freestyle a song already, forget about it. Because they need it. Once they hear the beat, it needs to come to them like at that instance. You can't be yeah. waiting and mumbling. That can't be taught. Like you got to have it in you. You got to yeah, have that so music in you. You guys still haven't heard me freestyle? I'm waiting. You're supposed to send me a song like three years ago. I would love to Juice do it right too. now, but Juice you know, the, the fans don't want to hear the shit that I got. <laughs> um, but okay, so anyhow, give us some give us some handles. Give the fans some handles that we can all follow that everybody can get in tune with you. I know you guys got a few. You got you got personal. You got your mic mixtape ones. Yeah. You have your YouTube channel, which, yeah, by the way, is doing sense. dope, and not just one channel, but several channels. Like, yeah. yo, people listening, if, you, if we haven't given you enough during the podcast, like, just look these fellas up. Look, you know, think about what they've been through. You know, there's only so much we can say. I don't want to. I don't want to give stupid details and bore anybody listening. But yeah. literally, while we was in break, while we was, you know, uh, doing some camera adjustments and everything else, Danny's over here telling me about what I what I should be working on with my YouTube channel. Yeah. And then he started showing me the different YouTube channels that they have and well, who got what views from different artists yeah. to their own YouTube channel to like, you guys have yeah. a huge, Following. on YouTube you already have 500 some thousand. Almost 600,000. Subscribers. That's yeah. fucking ginormous yeah. unless you're a Joe Roganish or whatever. Correct. Like that's, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. On Instagram you already have. 1.1. 1.1. And then what's that handle? At my mixtape. So just at my mixtape. Okay. Yeah, I all, love, our, all our handles right now are at my mixtape. Which, by the way, I love yeah. the new logo yeah. or however long that logo's been around. Yeah. The, the yeah. double the M1 double, yeah. with the red and all. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love yeah. it. So y'all look that up. Um, on, on, I don't have Twitter. Twitter, same thing. My mixtape, Twitter, like what Ricky Facebook, just said. Yeah, they're all the same. So everything's my mixtape. Yeah, okay. With I don't a know. Z, with a Z at the end. Yep. Okay. So M Y M I X T A P E Z. Okay. Yeah. You guys remember that. I don't know if you guys you guys don't post much personally. Yeah, no. I don't, I yeah, don't yeah. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but well, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't yeah, too many people try too hard on that. You know, you, you do that when you have a moment. You know, correct, and exactly. correct. You guys both had moments with you and your kid and so on and so forth, yeah. and you with the wife. Married. Wifey. Yo, married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my I dog. I the Mira, ring. I'm gonna get in trouble, but shout out oh, to my yo. wife, bro. It's because look, let, listen. Let shout out to your wife because I know Ricky loves you to hell. I know a lot about you in Brazil and all that. Yeah, let him explain. <laughs> so when you first get the ring, Daniel's gonna get one. I don't know when, but it's new on the hand, right? So you're always fidgety. Of you're course, always taking it of off, putting it on the other fingers, and I happen to do that before I took a shower. And I left in the in the bathroom. Yo, if you, I, I, I expect your wife to be listening. He left his ring on our first training session since he got back. Yeah. Then he came and almost left it again. I had to tell him, "Yo, Rick, your ring," and I had to get the fucking ring. Like I get it, dog. Yeah. Like it's it's, uh, it's yeah, not like this. Rick's not being a bad not guy. Used just to having things like jewelry on like that on my fingers. So that's 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 flashy thing, guy over here. Yeah. Nah, nah, my dog's keeping it cool with just Please. the the, the, the watch and a little bracelet. Yeah. I never see somebody put the bracelet behind the watch, though. Uh, shout, yeah. shout, shout. You finally had a shout. Y'all hear this motherfucker calling me? So when he calls me shout, that's him saying shouty, and he's shortening shouty. Shouty has an S-H-A-W-T-Y. Like that's an Atlanta thing. I don't know where this fucking Bato Loco from Miami <laughs> home says started saying shouty, and then he turned it to shout. shout. So now the he's calling me shout. shout. No, in Atlanta, shout is his own word. It's not shouty. This is on lingo. This is on lingo. That's great. Hey, uh, I don't, I don't want to be a dark dickhead, but uh, you're Miami. Oh yeah, said it. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. My boys still know it. <laughs> yeah, he still they, got it. 
He still got it. Yeah, he still got it. Um, yo, fellas, you, you guys know that on a personal level, I got mad love for y'all, man. You know, we, yes, we've grown sir. a great bond, a great friendship, and I, I, I definitely know that it's going to continue strengthening and all that. But outside the friendship, man, what, what you guys have done from a business perspective and 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 the uh, the example that you are to so many people, you know, from yes. the youngins to the fucking foreigners to the, to the the kids who grew up with parents who who um, came from another country and, and and had to go through the struggles and all that. You guys are a great example. You guys are a great example of of good parenting. Good, you know, great. And I, I want to address the audience, right? And I hope Danny does too. Like, okay. for the people that are watching it, like, they could have a dream, right? Whatever it is, if it's playing sports or if it's creating a company or selling shoes, whatever it could be. Like, I want them to not only just watch this interview and, and but learn from it, right? And take us as an example that. You know, you're going to have a lot of downs before a lot of ups, right? Mm -hmm. But even before that, like, just learning what you love, finding find out what you yeah. love. Like, Danny found out what he loved from the beginning, right? It was business, and his second love was music, right? Yeah. My thing was always music, too, and, and, you know, learning from him. And both of us learning from the older brother, Juan, right? So for people at home, like, you know, that still don't know what they're going to do, you have the internet. Right, which we really didn't have. You know, YouTube was right, very early. Right. Twitter didn't even exist, or Instagram, right? <clears throat> but now that you know these tools exist, take advantage of it. Like, like I, we were playing around late earlier about the your, your ex not knowing how to put air in the tire. Right. You have YouTube, like you can learn really how to code now, like on YouTube, right, and become a really good programmer, right? Uh, you can learn how to make your own podcast. You can learn how to uh, jailbreak phones. Or now people are making accessories for iPhone, making it out of business or selling on Amazon. Yeah. So just for the people at home, like uh, use the internet, use the resources. If you can't reach, you know, any of us, I don't, I don't think it's that hard to reach out to other people who are probably more successful than us or at the same level. Mm -hmm. Right. You can hit their Twitter handle or read yeah. their 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 thing. Yeah. Online, yeah. You know? Exactly. I I'll just give Ricky's. In a shorter version, right? No yeah. excuses. Yeah. Right. There's no excuses. There no excuses. No don't matter be, where yeah, you don't come be from. My, you know, what we created from zero is because we took no for an answer. Well, you Anything, can't do yeah. that. No, that's not true. We could do it. You can't do it. You know, we're going to learn. Okay, we took that L. We took that lesson. All right. We're going to do yeah. it better. We're going to fix it. You know? We fucked up here and lost money and, had, you know, whatever. Okay, we took that lesson. Now we got to, you know, so yeah. it's like there's no excuse and you got to figure it out. Anybody yeah. that's under me that wants to work, I don't take no excuses from you. Yeah, because we've done we've done all the jobs right in our position in the, in the company. And we've done it for a long time. And we've done it when there is no money involved. We're doing it for free, right? So when we hire people and they complain, like, I did your job. And I did it when we didn't have a computer, right? Or when we didn't have a laptop. Right, so right. that applies to everything for everyone. Like, if you're trying to be a gamer or if you're trying to um, sell clothes, like, okay, do it. But don't wait for a mistake to happen. Like, you can already kind of go online and, and someone will tell you, hey, I, f I fucked up right here. Yeah. I printed too many of these same shirts right. when I should have waited. Like you could take that. So the, 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 the saying is, um, <clears throat> smart man learns from his mistakes. Yeah. But a wise man learns from others. Yep. So being that you have the, the, the access to the internet, yep. 
um, and stories like yourselves and, and many others, like and you said, like other people that you can reach out to who, who might be more successful than you. It's really not about who's more successful yeah. financially or anything. It's just, hey, who, who, knowledge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who, who can spit some fire, some knowledge that's going to help you become a better version of you. Um, you guys are great examples, man. I think it's, I think it's really dope for so many reasons. And, and you guys haven't even gotten close to your peak. And, and I think that's fucking phenomenal. I can't yeah, wait. I can't wait too. I can't <laughs> wait to have y'all back on, whether with, with Juan or it doesn't matter, but have y'all back on and, and then tell everybody. Like I told you guys before we started the podcast, and I'm not, I'm not a superstitious guy, and I'm not saying that I'm no... Uh, I am a blessing in your life if you're if you allow me to be a part of your life because I I think I bring nothing but positive influences. Yeah. That that's the only reason I say that. But everybody who's come across the podcast, I told you guys that earlier. Yeah. For whatever reason you want to call it, almost everybody, it's almost a complete all the way across the board. After this, after the podcast, whatever it is that they were doing got so much better. Followings, productivity. Business. Business, business right. financial gains, whatever I it is. I told you if by fighter week, records, I don't, I don't your phone because <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Because he made it right. Yeah. So um, I, I hope that trend keeps going. But really, again, I'm not superstitious, guys. I know you guys are gonna keep fucking knocking it out the box and killing yeah. it, man. And and again, the reason we did this podcast, I know we were trying, planning to do this a long time ago, but like we yeah. said, the story, you guys made these big moves and you had to move. I happened to get you guys both in Miami at the same time, and I was like, Yo, yeah. Rick. What, Dan? He's coming into town? Yeah, man. He's bringing the family. All right, well, we got to do a podcast. Yeah. I've been dying to do this. I want y'all's story out there. I want everybody to understand my mixtape. Even if you don't know it, follow it. If you're not into the hip-hop, it's an amazing story. Look where it's at now. Look where it keeps going. And it's right. nowhere near what it's going to be. Right. That inspires me the same way I look at the podcast. And you told me when you right. first walked in here, Danny, and you saw the podcast studio, like, damn, Wes, you better never stop. We didn't even sit down. We didn't even talk about nothing. You just looked at me and gave me your most serious look. You better never stop yep. with yeah. this. Yeah. And that's the same thing with you guys. That's the attitude yeah. you guys had, and that's yeah. why y'all going to make it big. So it's very inspiring. So, yo, I really appreciate y'all for coming, man. There's nothing but love for both yeah. of y'all. I know y'all guys going to hit it big. So, yo, y'all listening, follow. Just type in my mixtape everything. My mixtape yeah. Twitter, my mixtape we'll fucking out. Instagram, my we'll mixtape everything. <laughs> yep. You guys going to, you know, these guys are so humble. They're not flashing on anything, but you're talking about Danny Duenas. Ricky Duenas, shout out to Jose and Juan out there. I know Jose's doing his own thing now. I know Juan's still connected. I met Juan. He's amazing. Shout out to Juice. Everybody else involved. Chris um, as well. Uh, The three Cubans that you shouted out, man. Amazing piece of the pie. uh, Hit us up. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Let's get you back out there, you know, whatever. And uh, everybody paying attention and listening to the podcast. Really appreciate the love. Like I told you guys, man, we hit 500 subscribers. That ain't shit. I expect so much more. So help spread the word. Follow. Recommend us to some friends. Appreciate all the support. Go follow these guys. Go show your support, especially if you're into the music industry or you want some inspiration. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you guys in the next one. Love and peace. Take care. Shout out. Chris, one more time. And Bugs and Emma and... (laughs) 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 Name all the kids.